The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. All right, Pirates get a field goal at the horn. To make sure the non-shutout streak continues. 30-3, the final score today from Ann Arbor, Michigan. We saw both quarterbacks play for East Carolina. Mason Garcia and Alex Flynn. That'll be a big topic coming up on today's show. How'd you think the Pirates looked? What positives did you take away? What negatives? We'll talk about it all on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show. ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall, former Pirate wide receiver Jason Nichols, Chandler Honeycutt, and myself in the Pirate Radio Studios. Shirley Rhodes taking your calls. The Big Dog Joey's here as well. And you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and your radio airwaves. 317-1250 is the number. We'll take a timeout, come back, and have calls locked and loaded when we return back with you after this. back with you on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Clip Rock here, Chandler Honeycutt, and the former Pirates, Marcus Crandall and Jason Nichols, Shirley Rhodes, the big dog Joey here as well as we see East Carolina fall to Michigan today, 30-3. to Pirates get a field goal at the horn to make sure they aren't shut out. Uh, but Michigan dominant today. Before we get to the calls, and we got Cameron Brooks, Josh, and Donald locked and loaded. Let's get a comment from Marcus Crandall and Jason Nichols. First, Marcus, uh, your summary of today's game. What did you see? What did you like? What do we got to improve on? Well, what I saw um, early on, uh, I think our defense did an outstanding job of um, you know stopping the run, uh, especially, especially um, the run up the middle uh, with the inside runs, and uh, they did an outstanding job there. Um, I, I would like to see them uh, adjust better to uh, the, the outside runs and the perimeter runs and However, Michigan or the way that Michigan was able to get outside on us to uh, to kind of spread spread it out a little bit more, uh, but um, you know what? Uh, to start off the game, I mean, really, you look at it; they only scored seven points in the first quarter, which is really a bonus for us, really, in regards to you know going against the Giants, so to speak. And uh, I think we, um, you know, we offensively we came out and we did one of the things that I had coming into this game. One of the keys to success was take care of the football, no turnovers. We did that in the first quarter and we actually led them uh helped them get a score off of that yeah and so uh but at the same time i think we did overall kind of bounce back and is more probably from the defensive side special teams with the good punts um keeping them to seven points in the first quarter jason uh what did you see today the, the pirates uh you know from a coaching perspective you're i guess proud of the effort you didn't get embarrassed out there so uh so how do you feel after this one 
Yeah, <clears throat> a lot of positives I think you can take from this, to be honest with you. Like you said, uh, early on, I thought we did a heck of a job stopping the run. I mean, defensively, if, if you want to lay your hat on anything, it's to stop the run. And they did that against a very good and big, talented Michigan offensive line. Uh, so that's a positive, and that's what you got to build on, upon moving forward. Uh, the thing that we probably could have done a little bit better on the defensive side is, is learning how to get off the field in th- on third downs. You know, we had these guys in a lot of third and long type situations throughout the day, and uh, they were able to complete that pass. And he, that quarterback got on a streak there yeah. where he was completing um, a lot of passes on third and long. But the fact that we got him in third and long says a lot about how we were playing defensively. Uh, guys flew around. They were being violent. Those are the things that you can say, okay, we can grow and we can we can learn from that. Uh, let's learn how to get off the field on third and long. And, and, and sometimes it's not that we did anything wrong. They are the number two team in the country. Absolutely. You know, and so sometimes you got to understand that they got players that can make plays. And oh, that's yes. why they go to Michigan. So uh, feel good about that offensively. Uh, you know, we didn't get a, a whole lot going at times, although both quarterbacks shown that they, they did a good enough job to, to be able to move the offense. I don't think there's any, like, um, you know, real answers there yet as far as who's the guy, who's not the guy. Uh, I I can see why they've had a hard time just naming a guy because they both did things that can help you win. And um, got some good depth at running back, and we just got to continue to make sure we we develop receivers and, and continue to get better in pass pro. Let's get to the calls as we do. Quick update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Fourth and two. Colorado hits a long catch and run, and they score another touchdown. An absolute classic in Fort Worth. It is 44-42. PAT pending. Colorado Prime takes the lead. What a game. And we'll be following this. Still more points to be had in this one, for sure. All right, uh, Donald, Josh, Brooks, hang on. Let's go to Cameron, who is in Michigan to kick us off. Hey, Cameron. What's up, man? Uh, Wow, Big House is just kind of hard to describe that environment. Um, but I'll start off right at bat and get into it. Uh, coming into this game, I, my biggest concern was Michigan just running the ball down our throat the entire game. Um, and that didn't happen. I mean, Michigan only had 122 or 123 rushing yards, and Michigan's one of the top rushing teams in the country. That's what they want to do. They want to run the football. And we did a good job pretty much stopping that from happening, especially down the middle. So our defensive line, I was very impressed in that aspect. The only problem with that is, is Michigan's got four- and five-star wide receivers, so when we stop the run and they got J.J. McCarthy throwing dimes at double coverage, it's, just hard, it's hard to do anything against that team. That team is a national championship contender, but I thought biggest positive was our defense. I was very impressed by you know our game plan in that, and especially stop the run. I mean, holding Michigan in the 122 yards rushing, that's just incredible, number two team in the country. Uh, on the offensive side, it's – I mean, you, y'all guys can see it. Michigan's number two for a reason. Total mismatch up front with our offensive linemen against their defensive linemen. I mean, they may have ten draft picks just on just all the defensive side, basically. I mean, they're they're studs, NFL-like players, um, and that really Mason Garcia looked uncomfortable back there to start the game. But that's partly due to the environment and due to the fact that they're pressure, pressuring you constantly. Same thing. I thought Alex Flynn came in, did a good job, a better job of managing the offense a little bit, but even still, he couldn't really make accurate throws and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, you can't really judge anything off the offense or defense based on the one game of the season. Um, we'll see how it turns out against Marshall. But overall, I mean, we covered the spread. 30 points to Michigan, only giving up 30 points. I think that's a success. 
defense only holds Michigan to 122 yards. That's an example. I think there's just a lot more positives to take away from this game than negatives. I'm proud of the team. I'm proud of the effort. Let's see what the offense looks like against a more competitive competition, I guess, next week against Marshall before we make our assumptions. But overall, I'm happy. You know, great teams win, but even better teams cover the spread. So I'm happy once the money off the Pirates today. Uh, but, yeah, that, that environment, guys, I don't know how anybody can win in Michigan. I mean, that, that environment is just overwhelming. They're, everybody's right on top of you. It's loud. So I understand why our offense struggled. But shout-out to the defense, and uh, let's get ready to beat Marshall next week, boys. As always, go Pirates. All right, thanks, Cameron, for the call. Uh, by the way, for you players and coaches, uh, I don't know if you've heard that phrase before, good teams win, great teams cover. That's uh, that's what us gambling fans say. I try to stay away from that. Stay, <laughs> stay away from that part. Stay away. Yeah. yeah All right. Uh, we go next to Brooks in New Jersey. Hello, Brooks. Well, Shirley almost had. He was Binghamton, New York, but it was close enough. Yeah, I mean New York, New Jersey. It's all the same to us down here in the South. We don't care. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to get the good people up here in New York to understand the importance of college football, and uh, don't have too many biters on it. Uh, just quite yet, but I'm watching the game. Of course, second season as an out of market pirate fan, it's definitely a lot weirder than not being in Greenville or back home in Wake Forest or watching it with a bunch of purple and gold surrounded all around me. But uh, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but after watching that game, I feel like I have more questions about the team than I did going into today's game. Now I was fully aware that we are probably not going to win today, even though I would really hope for it. But now that you had two quarterbacks play, you know, good, seemingly put some drives together, sustained pressure. Rajay had some good runs. I really like the Dobson kid out of the backfield. And Marlon Gunn did good late. And I guess you kind of judge how well does the fourth quarter play of the team against Michigan's second team defense and second team offense kind of translate into going into next week at home against Marshall. Uh, that's mainly my question for you guys. Well, it's funny you brought up questions and answers because, Jason, you kind of made the comment. We were talking about what we learned from today, and by the end of your, your thoughts, you said, you know what? We still got a lot of questions about this team coming out of today, but uh, what's your, your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I, I would like to hear what your questions actually was. Well, but... Brooks, are you still there? Yeah. Well, what was your question? <laughs> your questions that you had coming out of this game that that's still unanswered. Yeah. Is it the quarterback spot or what? Yeah, I would say I would say quarterback spot is definitely uh, number one. And then I had questions about how the receiving core, including the tight ends, was really going to how effective they were going to be. Gotcha. So quarterbacks number one, and then the receiver positions too, because we did have a couple of drops that would have sustained some more yeah. drives. And I know those stats hurt the quarterbacks when you look at it in a box score. But if you would have told me before last week's press conference that, oh yeah, like you know, it's Mason Garcia's time to be the quarterback after all those years of being behind Holden, I would have said, yeah, absolutely. But now. I, I don't know who's going to start against Marshall next week. I wouldn't tell you that one really outplayed the other. I thought both did equally as good. Correct. I, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I think they both played well. 
um, not great, but they, they did a good job at moments moving the ball against a very talented uh, Michigan team. And I would still say that Michigan's uh, second team defense is going to be as good as anybody will face once we get into the league as well. So I think that's a fair evaluation of our players, and that's what we talked about in here uh, during the game was stay in your offensive game plan so we can find out and answer some of those questions as far as who's going to be our players as we move into the season as this thing gets rolling. So um, I think they still maybe have some questions. I agree with you. But um, that was a great opportunity for our guys to grow up and learn from, too. All right, Brooks, thanks for the call. We'll keep them rolling. 317-1250. That opens up a line. Let's go next to Josh in Greenville. Hey, Josh. Josh, you got me? Josh is gone. Josh is gone. Let's try Donald, who is in Ann Arbor. Hey, Donald. Man, Mike. Mike. Mike told me. He told me to run the ball. Get ready to oh, cut this run. guy. I don't know what he's doing. Thanks, Donald. All right. Uh, who's on one? Bryce is up in Concord. Hey, Bryce. Bryce, are you? Bryce. Yeah, I'm here. Save us. What you got? Hey. Well, guys, you know, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, and, you know, there were some positives today, but the moral victories, they can't go on into Marshall or App or whatever. At some point, we're going to have to start winning some games. You know, there was talent on the field. Uh, liked a few things. Wish we would have went for a touchdown there at the end. You know, that might be the saddest field goal ever. No. No. The saddest field goal ever was against NC State to finish the season a few years ago. That was sadder. Very similar situations to avoid the shutout. Yeah. One's a rivalry. I get that, but sad. (laughs) Hard to pick your brain on what you guys are going to eat free during the game and post-game next week. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. What, we're going to what? I missed what he said. What we're going to eat? I think he said something about what we're going to eat. Uh, we're about to be eating wings over Greenville, yes, so I'm excited about that. Uh, f- so, Jason, you said the the previous possession, when they went for it on fourth, there was about, what, six minutes left? And you said uh, kick the field goal here. Yeah. Uh, and they went for it, didn't get it. And then when they got the ball back, I said, all right, are you kicking this time? You said, yeah. Yeah. yeah, get some points on the get board. Get some points. I mean, it's, it's in every phase of the game, it's an opportunity for us to uh, get a, a real live rep that you can grow from. But, yes, I would have probably kicked the first one. Um, and I don't know if it would have set us up with the same field position after you make it and then you have to kick off and do all that good stuff. But, yes, I would have kicked the first one as well as kicked the second one. Yeah, uh, me too. I would have done, done the same. And, uh Mainly because, just like you said, you want to get these guys these repetitions, uh, get the especially in that kind of environment, man. It's, it's different, right? And so the more experience they get in those kind of environments, uh, the less pressure or less they're going to feel that pressure in uh, bigger games when we get in our conference, right? Because they're not going to see these crowds there um, uh, coming up in the next few schedules or games here. And so when you get that environment, uh, have that opportunity to execute in that uh, kind of situation, um, it, it bodes well as far as going and growing as a player and as a team. Well, I I wanted to kick there, not to get points on the board, but because we missed that previous field goal and just wanted to see right. one go through, and and they were able to do that, and doesn't mean anything really, but uh, you know, thirty to three, but you but you're getting your kicker some confidence. It right? means that moving yeah. forward, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Three one seven twelve fifty. Jackson, Mark, and Al, hang on. We have one open line at three one seven twelve fifty. The U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call in show. 
as Coach Prime and Colorado is one first down away, basically, from icing this one. Who was going to get a stop? Colorado finally got one. Dion's kid has 510 passing yards. Wow. 45-42. We'll keep an eye on that and the other scores going on. Back with you on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, we're listening to Deion Sanders' postgame. He said, I told you we were coming. I told you. Yeah. I told you we were coming. Y'all thought I to- we were joking? I told you he was going to say that. Man, what a game. lit it up against TCU. Oh, Colorado man. got uh, Nebraska coming up next week. They are 1-0, and <laughs> probably Jay Nick in the top 25, I would think, on Monday. I would bet you they will be, yeah. and, and this will be a big test for them. Believe it or not, TCU was a big test, but now Nebraska's going to be the bigger test. Handle success. Handle we talked success. about that, Marcus. Handling uh, defeat man. and success. Yeah, so. you got to – right now. I mean, they're going to enjoy this for the rest of this day, but, man, tomorrow comes, flush it. And ECU come. on the other yeah. side handling this loss, and I got to think they come back this week hungry and, and ready for Marshall. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I think so. Yeah. All right, Kevin, Al, Mark, hang on. We will go to Jackson in Newport. He is up. Hey, Jackson. Clip. What's up? How's it going, man? It's going all right. How are you? I am getting ready to cut the grass. So, uh, watched the game. Thought it was uh, some positives and negatives and same thing you thought. But I will say this. We are going to destroy Marshall. And that's on Chandler Honeycutt. All right. <laughs> All right, Jackson. Anything else? He's about to have fun on the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be some uh, some crooked lines in the front I think yard. I know who this is, but uh, yeah. All right, Chandler, what you got? What, you got a zero-turn mower or a push mower? What you got? Well, I have a tractor style. It's kind of a piece of junk, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'm with you, man. I think we're going to put one on Marshall next week. Yes, sir. We're going to play one on the left hand ever seen. All right. You going to be here in Daddy Fickle Stadium? Does a bear crap in the woods? Yes, it does, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jackson. All right, Jackson. See you, buddy. All right. Thank you, Clips. Yeah. All right, Jason Marcus, there's a little taste of the fifth quarter. I got gotcha. you. That's about normal for us here. I was well prepared. <laughs> I, I kind of pre- I, I tried to prepare my compadre. Oh, no, he gave me the heads up. All right, let's go to Mark. All good, all good. Hey, Jason, while, yeah, while y'all were coaching and playing, the fans are throwing a few back. Oh, absolutely. You didn't know. So, I, I uh, okay. Mark is up in South Carolina. Hey, Mark. Yeah, I just want to talk about that, Mark. Um, Garcia kid, he is shit at football. He needs to get off the field. Cut him. I believe he dropped the S-bomb. Yeah, Can't do did. that. Alright, thanks for nothing, Mark. 317-1250. Let's go to Al in Greenville. Hey, Al. Hey, Cliff. How you doing? Philly Al. How Philly. you doing, man? Uh, pretty good. Glad to have you back for another year. Yeah, I've been caught a long time, Cliff. Hey, let me tell you something. I don't know what it is. You know, I'm from the North, and, I, you know, I follow pro football, and I'm so tired of hearing about the positive. 
The only thing positive about this game is I hope they pay this good money to play Michigan. I I I don't see the positives. I mean, how, I mean, they, it, uh, I don't know. I just don't understand it. And then I, I I call a show on Saturday morning in Philadelphia, and all I kept hearing is cupcake, cupcakes. East Carolina's got this name that were cupcakes, and I hate it. I hate it. And I've been following for so long, and I don't know. Um, what do you think? I mean, am I wrong? Am I, am I wrong to think there's positives out of this game? Is it because they're playing Michigan there's positives? Well, pro sports and college sports is different, and the way they cover things in Philly and throw batteries and do all that stuff is a little different than how they do it other places. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but, uh, you know, we got a couple of former players in here, and, and they can tell you that uh, you're playing. Uh, Al, you know, ECU was a 36 point underdog, right? I know. That's what I'm saying. What's positive that? How much do we get paid for going to play in Michigan? Why, why do we have to play them? Was it like 1.8 1. 1. 1. million? Yeah, 1.8 million. Then it's worth it. <laughs> that's the positive. That's the positive. Hey, did you that's find the positive? positive. <laughs> Tell them to bring me my money. Bring me my money. If that's what we're playing for, then God bless ECU. We're playing for the money and, and for one point, whatever million, then it's worth it. And well, well, next well, week we're playing to win, to beat Marshall, and the following week to beat App State. It's going to be a little bit different. So that's right, and I'll be listening. I'll be rooting for them. But boy, I hate when I when I hear this stuff. Every every uh, talk show host on ESPN, all of them, ECU is a cupcake. That's all I heard. Well, no, Al, this will make you feel better. The Eagles suck. How about that? Cliff, you know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not true. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> As Jalen Hurts was on. You got a guy from Philadelphia that now owns the Commanders. All right, all right, enough on that. <laughs> Al, good to hear from you, buddy. Okay, talk to you later. Hopefully next week we win and I'll call up in a positive mood. There you go. Hope you have a positive week. Philly Al. Philly Philly Al. I will remember you, Philly. (laughs) Yes, sir. All right, he's been calling a long time. Uh, Long, uh, loyal Pirate Radio fan. We like Al. All the time. All right, let's go to Kevin in Burlington. Hey, Kevin. Woo! What are you wooing over there? I'm going to tell you why I'm wooing. Number one, I did not realize you was a wrestling fan until I saw your little clip from doing Scott Steiner math. You know, that is a TNA impact wrestling thing. You would have to be a big time fan to even know that. And I thought that was hilarious. I appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Big Dog, for cooking that up for us. And I feel like we were we well acted in that. So thank you. You did. And you was very accurate. Appreciate it. <laughs> Number two, we got hosed. That first touchdown was, he was clearly a yard and a half across the line of scrimmage before he threw the football. Even... And I hated the announcers, Mike Tirico and whoever that other dumbass was. I have no clue. Even the ref, the official ref they called in said, oh, that's got to be overturned. And it wasn't on their first touchdown. I'm not saying that would have changed the game. I'm not sure why we replaced Mason Garcia with Flynn in like the second, because 
you know, Mason had thrown an interception. He comes out, has a couple of plays that are good, and then he throws an interception. We weren't going to do anything on offense. I'm glad we didn't get a shutout. We kept the 200-and-some-odd, 300-and-some-odd day streak alive. But the bottom line is, I was impressed with our defense. I thought Michigan's offense was going to be elite. They're supposed to be competing for a national championship. We are not. I thought their offense was supposed to be elite. They looked either their offense is inept or our defense is that doggone good, and it's been a long time since an East Carolina Pirate could say something positive about defense. So we'll figure it out on offense, but if our defense is as good as and stout as they look today, I'm optimistic. What are your thoughts? Well, I think uh, I don't. I don't think Michigan was inept offensively. No, they I, I had some good so plays either. in the passing game and adjusted on the run game. But having said that, I think the defense was going to be our strength this year. I didn't know if it would show up today, but I'm sorry, Philly Al. I'm kind of optimistic about our defense. There's a positive. <laughs> There's yeah. a positive. The run know. defense, especially. Yeah, no, I just think uh, we were very prepared to uh, stop the run up the middle. Um, and I think uh, as far as them being inept, I don't think so because they did an outstanding job of adjusting to that and um, doing what they could do to win the football game in, in regards to being successful. And so they started to go play action, try to get outside, all the things that they needed to do, uh, brought, bringing our defensive line up and uh, linebackers bringing them up uh, to stop the run and then throwing the ball in behind them. And so they took advantage of that. And uh, and going forward, I mean, uh, again, they were just sparring. We talked about it, um, you know, during yeah. the week as far as they were just trying to fill us out and see how we adjust and all those kind of things, what they could do for us. Um, and, and, and you still have to realize this is the first game of the season, guys. This is the first game of the season for both teams, for both teams. And um, for them to come out and uh, for us to come out the game fairly healthy uh, is most important as far as going forward to the next week. Uh, but uh, I think each team is going to get a lot from this film. Uh, what they could have done better and uh, what they need to improve on. Uh, I, I I wouldn't use the word inept, but Juan on YouTube says he has a point. How many points will Michigan average this year? He says I imagine it will be over thirty, and he might be right. Like that thirty might look good yeah. when they're rolling up forty four and fifty one. Well, and and <clears throat> the thing that you got to be conscious of too is you know they're missing their head coach and their offensive coordinator. Those two guys can probably mm. affect that play good calling point. a little That's bit right. too. But uh, they gave us a, a good shot, and I thought our defense stood up to it because if there was any question or doubt in my mind, it would have been, could we stop the run all day long? Because when you get those big offensive linemen that play at Michigan and Ohio States and all those places, they run the ball so effectively because they can move you off the ball better than you can defend them. 317-1250. We got uh, future fifth-quarter Hall of Famer Monica in Greenville up next. Hello, Monica. Hey guys, how's it going? All right, how are you? I'm doing good. Hey, that that Michigan team is absolutely elite. I mean, JJ McCarthy was was throwing dimes all day long. Uh, that whole team is 
three players shy of being NFL caliber on the field. So we played a very elite Michigan team today, and they're number two for a reason. They're going to do very well this year, of course. Um, I thought our defense did exceptional. Um, we held them to 122 rushing yards and total of only 408 yards on the day. So that being said, I think the defense is going to be the star of our show as we move forward. The only disappointment for me today is that we were 59 minutes and 55 seconds until we put any points on the board today. I think if we put some points on the board earlier, even if it was stringing some three points, um, we'd have a lot more to be excited about. But I am excited about the future of this team, Um, especially Javius Bond. He was awesome today. I can't wait to see him develop this year. I love Julius Wood. I think that Marshall is going to be the most pivotal game of the year. I think Marshall, the Marshall game next week is going to set the tone for absolutely who are our breakout stars, who are our leaders on the team, and how is this uh, season going to shape up. But all in all, what we saw today, I think we have a really good shot of playing really well in the conference, and that's, that's a big ask given that we have two brand-new quarterbacks. So go Pirates. I think we have a lot of positives to build on. Um, I was I was not sad completely about this game today. A lot of positives here. So go Pirates, beat Marshall. Great to hear from you, Monica. I've been saying it all summer. That Marshall game is the the swing game, the big game, and uh, and it's huge. I mean, you it could set up a zero and two heading to App State, or you're one and one trying to get to a winning record uh, and a big game against App State. Just a, it's a big one. No doubt. I think Monica, you call back because you had some good. Oh, she's she uh, she's a Hall of Famer. She's a, she's weekly, a Hall of Famer. Uh, regular, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Sound, sounded like she knew what she was talking about. And I agree. I mean, I, I get that some people get disappointed when the Pirates don't win. We do. I mean, we all do. Yeah. But sometimes you got to be realistic and, and understand who you're going against and that to win that game, it was going to be a, a huge effort on our part. And we couldn't make any mistakes. And we made some. Uh, Monica, you might not want to have read your, your tweet on the phone but i'll read it uh from the game this was when uh, ecu had some calls going against them she said if you're gonna get screwed at least they leave 1.8 million dollars on your nightstand (laughs) (laughs) oh boy there you go (laughs) you you know what man it's uh for me i think he mentioned uh the, the gentleman before uh talking about us being cupcakes um you know, for for we talk about this, Jason, in regards to when you're trying to get up to that next level of um, defeating the Giants. If you haven't played them, you don't know if you can or not. So this is another step towards us being able to, in the Mike Houston era, to go into the the big houses and all the other big stadiums that uh, that uh, are better than us, so to speak, on paper and and um, and in the rankings to get closer to defeating and upsetting those guys. And so you have to start somewhere. Um, I'm, I'm totally not, um, you know, disappointed in the in the outcome here in regards to, you know, we didn't get blown out, so to speak, in, in a lot of regards. But uh, we came out and, and, and we can take away a lot of good things. And one of those good things is really, as she alluded to it as well, in regards to uh, Bond, uh, I think we do have a... a a good kind of one, two, three punch, just like uh, just like Michigan with Karom um, yeah. and, and Edwards, right? And those guys did an outstanding job. I think in the future, I think we have that as well as far as getting these different backs an opportunity to get in the game and uh, show their dynamic skills. Yeah. All right, we just posted a video. Let me see um, if Mike I Houston. can hear this so I can get the uh, exact quote uh, from Mike Houston at the press conference. Mason, you know, made a few mistakes there early. I thought Alex came in and played really well in the second quarter. 
thought Alex made some mistakes there in the, in the third quarter, and I'm really excited about the way Mason finished the ball game. So I think we've got two good players. Uh, I think they both did some positive things that they can come out of here with confidence. Uh, I think they got some things that they can correct that they can grow from. So we plan to play two guys. There it is, the yeah. quote at the beginning. We plan to play two guys, and might be the the move moving forward we might be back in a pinkney cast type situation maybe, maybe even three no, just... throw in another one <laughs> why not all right uh oh, skip man. is up next in north myrtle beach hey skip skip did you just skip out on us skip, skip. all right uh 317-1250 ben is up in greenville hey ben ben y'all gotta be more ben. patient man oh <sighs> people these days they don't have any patience we'll take a break when we return kyle in the grange he's a millennial fifth qu- <laughs> dang kids he's a, hall of famer. he's a fifth quarter hall of famer we'll hear from kyle in the grange we'll hear from rod in wilmington is that oh, our cowboy, cowboy. Oh. Uh, sam elliott cowboy yes sir all right we got two great calls Rod's coming up back. looking forward to that 317-1250 and did i spy wings over greenville pop in oh, while yeah. we were on oh, the air it's here more food you're gonna be uh, fat as me jason no I, i'm, I'm drinking celsius <laughs> good work there awesome. we'll take a time out come back more to go u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show back with you after this You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, let's look at finals from earlier today. Kentucky uh, defeated Ball State 44-14. SMU got a win over Louisiana Tech 38-14. Fresno State got by Purdue by a final of 39 to 35. Oklahoma all over Arkansas State 73 to nothing. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, the Deion Sanders era in Colorado starts off with a bang as they defeat TCU 45-42. Tennessee uh, beat Virginia 49 to 13. It was Iowa over Utah State 24-14. Air Force got a win over Robert Morris, 42-7. And Northern Illinois uh, won against Boston College in overtime by a final of 27-24. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall School Board brought to you by the Buck. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. There is no cover during the week, and ladies are in free every Friday and Saturday before 10 o'clock. Plus, you can come and watch your favorite sports at the Buck on the largest 4K TV in Eastern North Carolina. Visit thebuccaneermusichall.com for a complete schedule of live events, and you can see and be seen at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, Duh Buck. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Uh, looking at it right now, Boise State driving on washington no score as they play late in the first quarter and uh, we have calls locked and loaded we enjoyed uh, some wings over greenville during the break and uh make your order now and get ready for a great slate of night games coming up tonight in college football josh kenny rod kyle hang on one second let me uh get to taylor on facebook who says serious question i don't mean to beat a dead horse this is the last time i'll mention it in today's college football landscape is officiating an issue in today's game it seems like money and conferences mean more than anything 
Uh, we have several meaningful games where the refs seem to control the narrative of the game. Um, I, my eyes were open a little bit listening to Jason Nichols because I feel like sometimes us crazy fans have opinions and think we're getting screwed. When you hear a player and coach say the things Jason said during our watch party today, uh, you start to believe it. But we had 50-50 calls, if you even want to call them that. Maybe 40-60 calls that uh, did not go our way today, guys. And uh, if maybe we're playing Gardner-Webb at home, we get those calls, but we're not going to get them at, at, at Michigan. Yep. Fair to say? Fair to say. I just think, you know, they're, they're, they're regular humans like anybody else. And they can be influenced, you know, like anybody else can. And I think when you go into an environment like that, uh, it's tough, man. I mean, that was one of the things you got to understand. And that's part of the growing and learning process is when you go into a place like the big house, you got to go play flawless. You can't give them an opportunity to throw the flag. Uh, because if they do, they're probably going to throw it against you. That's been our experience as players. That's been my experience as a coach. Uh, you're underdog for a reason. <clears throat> All right, three one seven twelve fifty. Shirley said, or excuse me, Kyle says he's not on hold anymore because he couldn't hear the show. So uh, Chandler, click off uh, on the phone box and pull up line two if you know how to do that. Shirley Rhodes stepped out, so Chan Man taking over. Uh, so let's see if we got Rod and Wilmington up. Rod, are you on with us? Rod. Hello. Is anybody there? Well, I'll tell you what. We'll wait till Shirley gets back. All right. Marcus Crandall and Jason Nichols here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. ECU falling to Michigan today, 30-3. to Marcus, the quarterback. What do we do with the quarterbacks moving forward? It looks like Mike Houston's going to do what he did today, and uh, maybe we'll see both again next week. I think that's a great plan. I think it's a great plan. I think, um, you guys, you got to realize, man, you're going into the big house. Uh, that, that's a great experience for those guys. Uh, the nerves can be, uh, you know, paramount there in regards to uh, being high and uh, very emotional. <laughs> and uh, I think overall, I think those guys, both of them, over the course of the game, handle it very well, you know, being the um, number two team in the nation and um, going in there. And then, you know, it started off a little shaky. And uh, I, me personally, again, I, I really think um, Mason wasn't given the opportunity to kind of have the offense to his um, advantage or the open playbook to his advantage. And uh, I think it uh, kind of uh, enabled Michigan to uh, kind of pin the ears back a little bit, especially on that first drive where he threw the interception. He got some pressure right away, and um, unfortunately for him, he, he did throw off of his off his back foot to get the interception. But um, uh, there's a, a chance for an opportunity for growth there. But uh, overall, I think uh, they handled the situations uh, very well. Uh, a lot to learn from and grow from. Uh, all right, we'll get back to the calls. For some reason, they can't hear when they're on hold. Do you have any idea why that would be, Shirley? We'll see. All right, we'll try to figure that out. All right, let's try Rod in Wilmington on two again. Rod, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. What's up, Rod? How you doing, man? Great. Ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing today? I, I see Billy missing in action over there. He, uh, Billy's at the beach. Substitutes there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Billy, uh, I believe, will be back with us next week, and we'll have a full house with the guys. So. Uh, good. You got some great substitutes there, uh, and... Uh, I gotta agree with them, and uh, probably the consensus of uh, what I've heard so far is uh, I think a lot of positives. Uh, you know, of course we got uh, 
a lot of stuff to work on with those uh, discipline from from penalties. That, but uh, that's come from a lot of frustration on the part of uh, the defense. They got a lot of pride. You, we can tell uh, uh, again this year, like it did last year. And uh, but you know. That's going to come, and uh, the poise and the confidence of those quarterbacks with that healthy competition between them, that's going to uh, bode us well going down the down the stretch here in, in, in the season. And uh, But, uh, you know, when it, as far as it, a lot of things that, that happened, that happened a little different. The, the game could have been very different. That first uh, touchdown, that, that was some home cooking there, and you, you got to – and that's what you you're up against when you when you're playing another conference, and uh, you know that's always a part of the game. And you gotta you gotta work hard enough and be smart enough to overcome that. And uh, you know we'll do that as we as we go along, I think. And uh, as far as uh, what uh, <laughs> Philly Al said about uh, you know playing those big teams, I think uh, I'd, I'd load the schedule up with them because that to my way of thinking, that's the that's the quickest way to get get good because you, you you can't learn to ride a bull by riding steers. You got to jump on, and uh, you'll find a way. You know you'll 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 find a way in time to to get better and to play play against those big opponents. And uh, so I think uh, in <laughs> I didn't know this what y'all brought up about the money, but that, that's another big positive. And also want to say what the fella brought up about the uh, wrestling clip. I happened to catch that thing. It was funny as I would. I thought y'all did a good job with that. Thank you, Rod. Rod, great to hear from you, man. We call him uh, the fifth quarter cowboy, and uh, okay. I like the, uh, the I like the bull and the steer analogy there. Rod, great to hear from you. Glad you're uh, back here for another year with us on the fifth quarter, man. I always get a kick out of you, old man. Yes, sir. All right, we'll talk to you next week, then. He brings up a good point. Uh, uncharacteristic. Mike Houston, in, in this Mike Houston era, ECU's been good as far as lack of penalties. Some today, Jason, we were complaining about, uh, but then some were frustration, as he said, after the play. Those are the ones you don't want. We saw a few of those today. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, those are the ones they'll clean up. You know, like you can't let your emotions get the best of you and cost your team. And so you got to learn how to handle the good with the bad. Um you know, you, you can control what you can control. If, if if you go out there and you do it the way you're coached, and it's always easier said than done. Uh, maybe you don't get certain penalties, but uh, when they happen, you got to be able to move on. And we got to know that part of winning a football game, too, is eliminating the penalties as well. And uh, the big penalty today that should have been called that wasn't was against Michigan on the catch that we said that came back to be um, incomplete. With the uh, too many men on the field. On the oh field. my goodness! Yeah. I mean, yeah. like they they because later on in the game, remember they called one on us after they went into review and uh, gave us the penalty coming out of the break. Yeah, for offsides. Yeah, yep. for offsides. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean about um, when you talk about evolution of the game, they're trying to speed the game up. And uh, this is one of my questions to you guys in regards to uh, the clock and all that, how fast the game went by. It felt, yeah. Man, it did, it, it, it did fly by. But um, do you start implementing, um, you know, a coach's challenges, you know, as far as um, giving those guys an opportunity to throw the flag? Give the um, give the referees a, a better chance to get in those kind of, because that was obvious. Yeah. Everyone saw that, right? Everyone yeah. saw he he was on the field and he realized that he was jogging and then tried to sprint Turn off the off. field, right? Those kind of things. I mean, 
who knows? We, we, we'll we never know, yeah. right? Because uh, in regards to what would happen after that, but uh, you take away an opportunity. Yes. So you can, so you get one challenge per game. I guess you have to call a timeout and request a challenge if you're right. a coach, and that's all you get. Yeah. You get one shot at it. So, And the way the officiating and reviews went today, you're going to need more than one, it looks like. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so, absolutely. All right. Uh, 317-1250. Kenny is up in Blunts Creek. Hello, Kenny. Hey, Cliff. How y'all guys doing? Uh, not disappointed at all with today. Uh, you know, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, kind of got the good, the bad, the ugly, and I'll start off with the good. You know, run defense looked great today. We gave up a couple of outside runs, but uh, overall they were they were in there popping guys, and I, I was really excited about that. Uh, defensive backs, we got to get up and cover a little better. I mean, I know we were going against an elite team. They got to do a better job on that, and I'm sure the coaches will get in there and coach them up this week and be ready for Marshall. Uh, we'll beat the drum. Officiating was horrible. I mean, and I'll use the word that you hate, Clip. Is uh, it was uh, unexcusable. You cannot <laughs> do reviews. Inexcusable. I'm sorry. No. You cannot go to reviews, and it's that obvious. The man was over the line. You, that's seven points. Well, six points and extra one. That, that's seven points. You know, that, 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 and that, the other guy's even saying, hey, that's, that's going to come back. Well, we lose that. Then we kick the field goal right before half. Well, we miss it. We give them three points. So, really, this game could have been a 20-3 to three game, 20-6, to six, if we make that field goal. So, I, I'm just uh, – I'm not, not upset with the, the team. I think they, they did pretty good today. So uh, we'll, we'll get in, uh, get ready, get coached up, and uh, we'll be out there Saturday, bright and early, tailgating, and uh, get ready for Marshall and uh, fire radios. Never lost a tailgate, and we'll get our first win of the week. Thank you. <laughs> get a pregame win, and hopefully one uh, in the win column when the Pirates take on the herd. Kenny, good to hear from you once again on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. 317-1250. You want to go to four, Shirley, and talk to Josh in Greenville. Hey, Josh. Hey, Clint. What's going on? Sorry about earlier. I think I was having some technical difficulties on my end. I'm not- okay. What's up, buddy? Uh, you know, not a bad day. I mean, uh, some positives to take away. The defense looked really good. Had a, a goal line stand. Um, held the number two team in the country to 30 points. Um, just not a bad, not a bad day. I don't think. Um, definitely some issues to work out on the on the QB on the offensive side with the QBs. Um, but other than that, man, uh, I'm excited, man. I'm ready for uh, next Saturday, four o'clock, inside of Dowdy. Let's get rowdy and beat Marshall. Let's go. Thirty to three loss, but. I don't know. I feel like, and we've talked to some people now looking online. I think people are pretty jacked up to get to Dowdy Ficklin next week and watch this team and and get a good crowd in there and then try to get that first win. I, you can't be overly excited or anything, but again, I I, I saw positive signs. It, I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to go see this team play against Marshall. I think we're going to beat Marshall. I think we're going to look better. I think we're going to win next week. Yeah, I, I think they'll come out of this with a lot of confidence. Uh, you got to correct the things that we got to get better at, and those guys will watch that film here starting tomorrow, and then they'll put it to bed, and then your focus can't be on anything else other than Marshall starting Monday, and uh, Monday they won't have any practice, but Tuesday they'll hit the field, and uh, let's get ready to go win a game at home. I mean, that's that's what you preach as a, as a football coach is uh, def- defend your home turf. All right, uh, Josh, anything else? 
Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, 24 hours soaked on it, but hey, tomorrow, new day, it's game week, baby. We got Marshall coming up. Let's go. Bring on the herd. Home opener. Looking forward to it. We'll be with you next Saturday at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and uh, Saturday night on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Nick, John, and Cameron, hang on. We'll get to you. We have one open line at 317-1250. Washington is on the board. They take a 7-6 to lead over Boise State on the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. We'll be back when uh, after these commercials what am I trying to say? Back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you. 317-1250 is the number. Lines locked and loaded as they've been since we started today's show. Appreciate all y'all on Facebook youtube those of you who just call uh, or listen and laugh at the calls we like y'all as well and i really appreciate all the callers great to have uh you back with us another year and awesome to have marcus crandall jason nichols as part of the team you guys uh were awesome during the watch party and i've uh, been told that by folks that were tuned in but uh a lot of times chandler and i were just kind of listening to y'all and jason would say Oh, did you see that where he pulled there? I'm like, no, I didn't see that. I was following the ball. I'm like a dog when they throw a tennis ball. I'm just looking at the ball. Y'all are looking at everything else. Uh, but, man, great to have y'all. And uh, still got a lot of show here to go. So if y'all got questions for Marcus and Jason, call in and pass them along. And uh, maybe Kevin Monroe's got a question for you offensive guys because he joins us here on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Kamo, my dad was worried about you, Kevin. He called me in the first quarter and said, where's Kevin? I said, well, he, he does the home games, Dad. It's all right. He's still here. Uh, but uh, we'll hear from you next week. How you doing, Kamo? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy to, to see my guys in studio. It, it feels like it's 1995 all over. Is <laughs> Doug Martin somewhere yelling at me about trying to be a scout team before I get him hurt? Kevin told us last week on uh, on the show that he was doing all he can to lock you up, Jason, and to pick you off, Marcus, on the scout team. Yep. said, you had some battles out there. Oh, absolutely, man. That's how competitive <laughs> I mean, it was, man. And uh, every every day, because you had guys like him and uh, Tabari Wallace, and, man, it was a lot of guys that, um, you know, that the Hart twins, <laughs> when we went to ones versus ones, that, you know, they had that motivation of, hey, man, we're, <laughs> we're going to lock these guys down and – because it's only going to make us better in the long run as far as, you know, the competitive spirit and all that and then uh, coming together at the end. Yeah. Kevin, uh, what would you think? 30-3 to three today. Uh, what was your take on the, the Pirates? Listen, I, I wasn't one of those guys that thought going in this was going to be, a, you know, Appalachian State upset. I mean, this is, you know, that, that game, as we talked about earlier in the week, was probably the, the biggest upset in Michigan history. They weren't going to let that happen again. They, they were ready for the Pirates. They, they knew what to expect from Mike Houston. And so, you know, the number two team in the country was going to look like the number two team in the country. But I'll tell you what I did feel good about is the Pirates came in and punched them in the mouth early. I mean, they get, they get the ball their first time. They got them backed up, and they get three and out. And I, I was very impressed by that. I thought all day long the Pirates looked pretty good against the run. I mean, you got to remember we, we, uh, we graduated two you know, big-time linebackers last year. We had to replace those guys. You lose two corners, you got to replace those guys. Uh, D-line, I thought, was in the backfield all game long, and you know, this quarterback from Michigan, McCarthy, he looked good. 
I'll definitely give him his credit. But he was running around, guys. He got chased out of the pocket on several occasions, and he just kept his eyes downfield and made plays. And as a as a former corner, I'll tell you, when a quarterback is scrambling, it's hard to keep up with your receiver all over the field. So, you know, give those guys a little bit of grace in terms of their ability to cover because when a quarterback gets to scrambling, the receiver's routes all of a sudden change, and it's much harder to play defense in that scenario. So we got to do a better job of trying to keep the quarterback in the pocket and not let him get outside because he was he was so good because he was so good on the run. I was just really, really impressed with the way he played. But defensively, in my opinion, that was an impressive showing. Yeah, we gave up 30 points. Yeah, they took out their starters in, you know, in, in the fourth quarter. But in the, in the third quarter, the Pirates only gave up one touchdown when all the starters from Michigan were in. So I, you know, I'm not so sure they would have dominated in the fourth quarter and kept scoring touchdowns because the Pirates were starting to settle in, starting to play better defensively. Offensively, it was a different story. You know, I, I, I like what I saw from the, from the new running backs. The, the young guy was, looked good. Uh, but, you know, we weren't able to move the ball. We weren't able to get first downs. And, again, it's the it's number two team in the country. I, I will give kudos to Alex Flynn. I, I was not uh, an Alex Flynn supporter coming into this game. I wanted it to be the Mason Garcia show. But he came in, settled things down, and he looked good. He looked like the better quarterback in the first half. I'll give Mason credit for coming back in the second half and doing better. But I, I'm 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 a, I'm a fan of Flynn, and I appreciate what he did today to keep us in this game. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Kev, man. I thought um, defensively we hit him in the mouth right off the jump and, and got a three and out. That was huge, uh, especially with the two backs that they got um, on their roster that are uh, Heisman hopefuls or whatnot. Um, I thought, like you said, offensively, uh, you know, we, we struggled a little bit, uh, which is, is going to happen sometimes when you're going against somebody like Michigan who's big and you can't na- uh, naturally move those guys. Uh, and, and we found some ways to creatively uh, get the ball on the perimeter and some of those little orbit sweeps that we had coming with the slot back coming in motion and uh, getting the ball on the perimeter, which is what you got to be able to do. I mean, you know, sometimes you just can't move those guys. You got to find other ways to get the ball out of your hand and into the uh, playmaker's hands. So uh, I was kind of impressed, too, um, with what I saw today. Uh, and we just got to continue to, to get better and move forward. And, Kevin, it appears uh, when you're calling the action next week against Marshall, you're going to be talking about both quarterbacks. Uh, Mike Houston, after the game, praising Alex Flynn and Mason Garcia. And it looks like we're kind of a throwback to the Patrick Pinkney rob cast days. Looks like we might see both moving forward for now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't love the two-quarterback system, but in this scenario, you got a guy who's who's got all-world talent but just needs time to develop. He's just not ready yet. We saw that a little bit in spurts when he, when he came in for Holton over the years, and we saw it today. And you got a guy in Flynn who's mature. He, you know, he's steady. He makes plays. I don't want to say he, you know, he manages the game, but he managed the game today. He, could, he got a couple first downs. He slowed down the rush of Michigan by getting the ball out quick. Like he made the right calls. I don't know what that looks like when you're playing a Marshall or an App State or a Gardner-Webb, you know, in that, in that scenario. But today, he was the right quarterback for the right situation. So you got to give him an opportunity to continue to play. Kevin Monroe, awesome to have you on, Kevin. Let me get to some of these calls. We appreciate you checking in with us. And uh, we'll talk to you this week on Pirate Radio Live and uh, get ready for the Thunder and Herd. Good hearing from you, Kev. Absolutely. There he is, former ECU DB, color analyst for the Pirates, Kevin Monroe, here on the fifth quarter. All right, let's see if y'all showed patience. Nick in Beargrass, are you there? I am here. Way to go, Nick. Proud of you. <laughs> How y'all guys doing? We're all right. How are doing you, great, man? man. I'm, we're doing good, doing good. Look, I thought we were pretty good today. A little questionable uh, officiating at times. 
Um, but I ain't going to hold y'all long because I know Clip wants to go home watch the night games. Uh, but what do y'all think about the quarterback situation? Do we play two or do we pick one? And if we do pick one, who is it? Yeah, I still think we'd play two. Um, as we talked about throughout the show, I, I don't think either one of them kind of separated themselves one from the other. Uh, they both did a lot of things very well. I think um, I think the biggest thing for Mason Garcia was that uh, you know he didn't have the opportunity early. He got he got uh, a chance to see the game from the sidelines, and uh, from that standpoint, man, he could have easily just tanked and um, just thrown in the towel, so to speak, and uh, gave up on the game and and uh, had a bad attitude about the situation. But he, he he kept a great attitude, obviously, because he came back in and uh, he he was very productive when he came back in and uh, moved the football a little bit, and so uh, drove us down and and to uh, and, and kept us from having that goose egg <laughs> at the end of the score, and so that's very important, I think. Uh, um, both of these guys have something that they can build off of, uh, confidence-wise, and um, and you know, utilizing their strengths. I think is going to be key for us going forward. Uh, Tucker on YouTube using the old cliche: "If you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one." I've heard that. I, I don't think I'm I'm as opposed to the two quarterback system as a lot of folks are. I know a lot of y'all are against it and not for it, but it's worked in some scenarios and to a degree it worked with Pinkney and Cass for ECU I remember um, Durant and Curry for North Mm. Carolina in the early 2000s and they were very different and it worked I don't know if Mason and Alex are are different enough for it to work that way but uh, right now I'm okay with with using both as long as they are both engaged the thing you got to worry about honestly is like feelings and all that stuff and locker room split and, and, and all that mess that goes with it and from what I understand they have a great relationship. Yeah. I think these guys were um, were roommates at some point um, throughout the years that they've been here. And um, you know, I look at I look at uh, Oklahoma back in the day when uh, Tua and uh, Jalen Hurts was there, right? Those or two Alabama. Guys, yeah. Oh, sorry, Alabama. Yeah. Yes, Alabama. And um, you know, Tua went out and, and Hurts came in and and led the team down and, and did a very good job. And so, um, and then Tua came back in, right? And so, you know, you have that situation where you have two good guys. Um, we have to look at it that way in regards to going forward. Two guys that are very can be very productive as what they've shown uh, throughout this course of the game or throughout that course of the game is playing the number two team in the nation and uh, keeping their poise and all those things and being effective. And then moving forward, maybe it just plays out itself. If the performance of one is way above the other, Jason, you eventually make a move to, to go to one. No doubt. And I, I bet you that's in the game plan. I, I think the, the hitting blessing about this is this, that both of those guys got some quality reps today. It's easy to sit here and sit on the sideline and watch that game and say, hey, when we put you in there, you're going to be ready to play. But when those live bullets start coming at you, it's a little bit different. And what's going to happen for both of these guys down the road is the game will slow down and somebody will rise to the top and grab the bull by the horns. Until then, you know, keep doing what we're doing right now and and, and practice and, and all those things that they make these decisions about who's going to be the starter and all that good stuff. They'll continue to do that. They got a great coaching staff over there. Um, we got to just trust what we're seeing and, and what we're uh, watching on Saturdays that they're putting us in the best position to be successful. All right. Uh, Taylor says, pick a starter and develop. Both playing doesn't help the surrounding cast. I, I mean, we've talked to Bryce Williams of the year that ECU and Kurt Benkert went down and the Pirates had Blake Kemp and James Summers and I know he would have rather had just gone with one there because as a tight end it kind of affected him. Get So I don't know how the skill guys would feel about it but 
whatever the move is the coach makes you got to get on board and and go win a ball game one way or the other so all right uh thank you nick let's go to john in washington hello john yeah hey guys what's up man um you know if you would have told me before the game that michigan was only going to score 30 points i would have jumped all over that and thought it'd be a more competitive game uh defensively you know i don't think our secondary is quite as bad as they looked at i think we could have got a little more pressure on the quarterback they would have they would have played better um michigan was doing a good job picking up our blitzes um we tackled very well today um offensively i, I agree flynn looked more poised i think bond is amazing and i feel like our wide receivers might have left some plays out in the field uh Calhoun and Jalen expecting them to make some of them tougher catches. And if I'm not mistaken, on the offensive line, a good a good uh, a good thing to look at is I, I don't think we gave up a sack or maybe one sack. I can't remember, but you know there there's some positives, and I actually think that this tough game will help us. And I'm I'm more optimistic about conference play than I was before the game. Look, you go. Looking at the UB stat sheet, uh, no sacks for East Carolina allowed. Uh, on the orthopedic Steve's the injury report side of things, Walt Stribling went down um, and also uh, Sowell, the receiver from Colorado, and uh, we'll get an update on those guys when we have one and, and pass it along. But no sacks today. Uh, the the, the run up the middle wasn't really working for the Pirates. Uh, they were able to to hit a big one here and there. Once again, we saw it with Keaton and Rajay, and then later with Marlon Gunn, and now with Javius Bond. Mike Houston not afraid to put a true freshman running back out there, and I think we got something in Javius Bond. He looked good. Really looked good. He's uh, dynamic. I think uh, he has some explosiveness in there uh, as far as his ability, and um, I think um, – you know all those guys. I think um, I think we're going to have an opportunity where we get them the football in space and going one on one with the linebacker. I think those guys are going to be able to make those guys miss and make some plays. I like the way he catches it out of the backfield That's too. Right. Utilize them in the I mean. passing game. Absolutely. All right, uh, Shirley, you want one more or a break? What are we doing? What you want? What you want? Let's go number three. Let's go. Cameron in Wilmington is up. Hey, Cameron. What's going on, guys? Appreciate y'all having me on. Yes, sir. Um. First off, I want to say I'm not a big believer in moral victories, but I thought the boys came out and showed some heart today in the big house in front of 109,000 fans. So that was impressive, and I was proud of the way the boys fought and compete. So um, big success for the Pirates, I think. Uh, true measuring stick will be next week against Marshall, for sure. Um, and I did want to comment on the quarterback situation. Uh, I think Flynn looked extremely poised in the pocket. Uh, I really like the way that he was proficiently going through his progressions and actively reading the defenses. Um, he looked sharp out there. So uh, interested to see how, how the quarterback competition moves forward throughout the rest of the season. Showed some escapability too, Marcus, when guys were going after him in the pocket. It was good to see. Escapability and then, um, you know, one situation where, man, he could have gotten tackled for a loss in the backfield. And, uh, and threw the ball away, figured out that yeah. he couldn't escape and then you know, did an outstanding job of uh, throwing the ball <laughs> near a receiver to where it's not con- intentional grounding. I think and, he uh, outruns a lot of D tackles the rest of the way, but that Michigan NFL future uh, draft pick was about to chase him down. Yeah, he was a he, fast, he was big dude. Caught. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. Uh, anything else, Cameron? 
all I got, guys. Go Pirates. All right. Thank you, Cameron. 317-1250. B. Pays and Kyle in the Grange. Hang on, Kyle. We'll get to you when we return on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. I see uh, Jason's taking care of his wings. Mark has still got a couple left to clean up. Also, oh, Chandler's got a clean plate. Wings over Greenville is the move tonight. Catch all the uh, the football action in your own home because Wings over delivers, and they will deliver the wings, the tots that Shirley and I love, fries, whatever you want, right to your door. Uh, wings over Greenville. Great night for that as uh, football is back. Take a timeout. Come back. More of your calls. For the first time, we have a couple open lines, 317-1250. We're back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, uh, let's take a look at some of the games going on right now. Ole Miss cruising over uh, Mercer in the third quarter. 66-7 is that score. Oregon pounding Portland State. They've gone into the locker room at halftime. 50-7 to is that score. Boise State and 10th-ranked Washington are tied at 9 apiece. Wisconsin and Buffalo are tied at 7 apiece in the second quarter. It is App State trailing Gardner-Webb 10-7 in the second quarter. Uh, Third-ranked Ohio State has a 7-3 lead over Indiana in the second quarter. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina with live music seven days a week. There's no cover during the week and ladies are in free every Friday and Saturday before 10 o'clock. And you can watch your favorite sports at the Buck on the largest 4K TV in eastern North Carolina. Visit thebuccaneermusichall.com for a complete schedule of live events this week. See and be seen at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, Charlie. You made all of us uh, make a strange face when you said the Gardner-Webb App State score. Uh, we got both of them coming up. Week three for App State, week four for Gardner-Webb. Talk to Emery Hunt from CBS Sports HQ who uh, does a lot of color analysis for FCS, and he told us that App State was very talented, or excuse me, Gardner-Webb was very talented, and talked about their uh, their running back that could play for pretty much any FBS team. So he said keep an eye on them, and it would be an entertaining game. If they knock off uh, App State, I'm really going to start uh, to think <laughs> something. But uh, interesting score there, 10-7 to 7 in the second quarter. All right, Kyle LaGrange, hang on. B. Pays is up. What's up, Pays? Mark C, J. Nick, Clint, what up? What's, What's going on, B. Pays? <laughs> hey, I got a question. So, on the when the guy was coming off on the twelfth man, isn't there is there coaches not seeing that in the press box to talk to Mike Houston and say, "Hey, uh, you need to ask them about that." That's what I was. I, I referred to that. I was on Twitter. I said, "Isn't somebody seeing that and saying, hey, Mike, tell him that you know, ask ask for a review on that because if not.'" You know, I don't know. I don't know. He, he might not have seen it. Yeah, I mean, there should be somebody up there that has eyes on it that saw that. Um, I don't know, you know, who would have been able to make the referees get alerted to that. I'm not sure. Yeah, you can have uh, one of the coaches kind of mention it or whatever. Um, 
if they're up there and they see it and uh, say, hey, coach, you know, you they had 12 men on the field. Uh, maybe we should look at a challenge. But uh, the way the game was going, man, I think uh, we might have – might have had one timeout at that point. I'm not sure, but we had used up a couple of timeouts, I think, and um, you start to think about those things as well. Yeah, but I, th- I thought the guys played hard today. I mean, listen, this is you're not going to see, you know, you're not going to see no talent like this <laughs> the rest of the year. So, I mean, I thought those guys. Um, I think, hey, Mark, see, this reminded me a little bit of, even though I think y'all scored a touchdown, the Tennessee game from fall '96 when y'all went and played at University at Tennessee that year. I think they were ranked 10th or 11th. I mean, y'all didn't play bad, I think, because y'all stuck around, if I remember right, in the first half a little bit, correct? I remember that game. Yeah, I vaguely remember that game, too, but I do believe, uh, yeah, we kind of hung around. Uh, they had a very good team, of course, with uh, Peyton, um, Leonard Henry on defense, and uh, they, they had a good um, good team. Good team, yeah. yeah. Uh, Leonard Little, sorry. Leonard Little, uh, corner that Fair, Jason Terry Fair, Terry. or something like mm-hmm. that. That was yep. pretty good. So they had a good team. That year. Yep. Yeah, they they were definitely loaded that year. But I think the guys will be okay. This quarterback situation is going to be interesting. I would have liked the scene on that one um, one series in the second half where he went he he went I think two straight passes where he tried to go deep. I would have liked to see him get Mason a little bit more comfortable in that situation. Uh, you know, maybe some short passes to get him some some comfort. But you know, we went deep I think two times, but. We'll see how it plays out. You know, I'm watching this. Uh, I, w- I will tell you, Cliff, I'm watching this Gardner-Webb app game. Gardner-Webb's pretty good, but app's quarterback is, you think we got quarterback struggles, buddy. <laughs> app's going to have, app's got some quarterback struggles right now. <laughs> they did just score. They did take a 14-10 to 10 lead. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't watched any of it pays. But uh, that is, uh, that's going to be a huge road game coming up week three. It is, you know, if we can clip Marshall and get them and get guard, I mean, this team could be three and one going into Rice. And I'm watching Rice right now. Rice in Texas. I mean, it's thirteen to three Texas, but Rice has got JT Daniels. You know, he was at Georgia, and then I think he went to Washington, then he went to West Virginia. And now he's now he's at Rice, so the quarterback. But y'all fellas, be good, man. Good to hear the voice. Nineties Pirates rule. Y'all just remember that. Yes, sir. Good to hear from you, B. <laughs> All right, B. Pays, uh, I just turned it over to Ohio State-Indiana. I'm trying to figure out how Ohio State's only up 7-3 to three inside of four minutes of the second quarter. They were huge favorites today. So, it's week one, right? You you really don't know until they, they kick start it off and, and start playing. So, yeah. going to see some weird scores. All right, uh, Kyle in the Grange. What's up, Kyle? Good on, Cliff. Guys, how y'all doing? Doing, doing good, good, man. Yeah. How are you doing? You, you doing all right? I, I'm doing all right, man. I'm as right now, cancer free. Let's hope it stays that way. Appreciate you. Awesome. Uh, Good to hear. I uh, couldn't hear anything because I was on hold again. So if Pace said anything uh, really relevant to the conversation, I'm sorry if I repeat it. Nah, Pace ain't never said anything relevant. So you're good. Well, I know that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Pace. Don't call back. <laughs> I, um, look, I'm going to state the obvious run defense played well. Half defense played well once Michigan started the quarter, uh, took the starting quarterback out. Overall, I think you, you can't be disappointed with the way defense played. Um, offensive game plan, there won't much of one. I think it was basically let's don't get anybody hurt, let's don't do anything to hurt anybody's confidence too much. Uh, you know, we get very experienced, obviously, quarterback and receiver. I don't know what we got a quarterback. I, you, you, you look at Mason and Flynn, it was really hard to tell today much about either one of their games. 
Uh, Mason looked good on those last couple drives of Michigan's backups. And, of course, Michigan's backups are pretty damn talented. So it, they, they both look like they could be good Division One quarterbacks, but time will tell. Um, overall, I predicted the score to be, and I was being positive, I predicted the score to be 28-10. It was 30-3. to So if we just scored one more touchdown, I would have almost nailed it. I don't like these games, man. I don't. Some people might, and I get it. I get we got almost two million for it. I, you know, maybe we need the money. Of course we do. You could always use two million dollars. Who couldn't? But I would much rather. And I, I heard Gilbert talk about it recently. Not wanting to do two for ones. We had some two for one opportunities with Power Five schools that apparently we turned down. I would much rather do a two for one with say Purdue than like Fresno State did and upset them today than do a pay game with Michigan. Uh, that's just my personal preference. I don't think you gain a lot by playing these games. You're not going to win them. Not in this day and age. You know, I think gone are the days. Yeah, you can upset a Purdue or an NC State, but I think gone are the days where an East Carolina or an Appalachian State is going to go to Michigan or Ohio State or Oklahoma or anywhere like that and pull off the monumental upset because of the NIL. It just ain't going to happen anymore. I, I just don't see it. Not that we can't pull off upsets against Power 5 schools, but not the elite. It's just not going to happen, and it ain't just us. Look at what happened with Oklahoma and Arkansas State today. That was that was horrible. And so at least we didn't get beat that bad. Um, I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the year. I, I have confidence that we can be a good football team. I think the Marshall game next weekend, 50-50 game. Um, obviously, the Marshall's number one in Greenville. But I'm still really curious about what we have at quarterback. Bond, that running back, man, that kid's good. With what we have in the running back room, as much as he played today as a freshman, I'm looking forward to see how good that kid can be because he looked like a stud out there. And I'll wrap it up with this. If you got the ESPN Plus app, uh, Gardner-Webb and Appalachian State, 14-10 to 10 as we're getting ready to go into halftime. App stayed up by four, and it wouldn't even be that. Gardner-Webb would have the lead. They shanked the punt, and App scored on a short field. So I don't know if, that, if I should be more worried about Gardner-Webb or less worried about App. But uh, anyway, I'm saying a lot. I ain't saying much of anything. Y'all boys be good. And we'll catch you next weekend after March. All right, All right, Kyle in Lagrange calling in today. How you guys feel about the the buy game where you get a whole lot of money to to probably go and, and get beat? Well, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm not a big fan of this type of game either, but we understand why we have to play them at times. You know, um, because you need money. Uh, but you got to also understand sometimes these games get scheduled so far out in advance that a team can get really good right. before you get ready to get there to go play them. And so he said, Purdue, well, let's just say Purdue brings in a, a couple great recruiting classes two years from now. You go play them and they're ranked top 10 in the country at the time. So you can't ever predict how those teams are going to be when you set the schedule when you do. Now, Michigan, yeah, they're going to probably be good every year. Uh, West Virginia 2026. You know, uh, South Carolina 27, NC State, Wake Forest 28, Boise 28. Like, West Virginia is down now by 26. They could be where they were when we used to play when they were in the top 10. So, no. you're right. You, you never know uh, how it's going to shake out. All right. Uh, 317-1250. You want to go to two, Shirley? Yes. Randall and Pinehurst. Hello, Randall. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good. Uh thought this game was a little, you know, obviously overmatched. I uh, really loved how Flynn came in and really just kind of uh, took the leadership role there. Um, hope, Hopefully, you know, Mason, he's very, very talented. Hopefully he can um, really just kind of 
coming to his own and, um, you know, kind of take on that as well. Uh, uh, clearly overmatched. I really hate that we're playing a Michigan type of team uh, earlier on. Um, I don't really see the point in having a team this talented, you know, we're playing, but I guess it's 1.8 million. Stick. I guess it's a good measuring stick. Um, you know, 30, 30 to three. That's, I mean, you know, we, 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 we slowed them down from what they were last year, but, uh, nonetheless, I want to give a good shout out to my boy, JD Lampley on defense. He was, uh, you ever, if you watched, he wasn't a starter, but if you watched, he got doubled about every time he was in. He's going to be a star on defense. I, I can't wait to see when that boy gets a little bit bigger and gets a little bit stronger. He's going to be an awesome defensive player for us. Randall, I'm a fan, and I made the comment today that where is where's Lampley? And, and I guess I wasn't paying close enough attention because he wasn't in on a lot of tackles, I guess, but it was because of, of what you said, I reckon, that, that he was being doubled. And, yeah, he uh, he came on the scene, was great his freshman year, and, and I'm with you. I think he grows. And, man, I, I, I love our D-line. I can't wait to see them uh, moving forward this year. Yes, sir. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. All right. Thank you, Randall. Randall in Pinehurst. Uh, we got Marvin Harrison down. I thought – Indiana had the ball. Was he hit on the sidelines, or did Ohio State get the ball? He, Ohio State has the ball. Right oh, okay. There. They got the ball. Yes. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., who is a top five pick in the draft, is down. He's back up. I'll check on that. Only 7-3, to three, uh, Ohio State over Indiana. And they got a personal foul. I don't think it was on that play, was it? Was it's, the, it's that. Oh, right the taunting? taunting. Oh, okay. Yeah, can't do that. All right, uh, you want to go to John in Ann Arbor? We go to John in Ann Arbor. We have open lines three one seven twelve fifty. If you want to jump in, hello, John. Hey guys, how are y'all doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing well. Look, uh, first of all, I'm gonna give a shout out to this experience here in Ann Arbor. We were a little apprehensive. You know, uh, we made arrangements and um, could not have been a better uh, uh, group of people to meet, meaning the Michigan fans, the downtown area, the restaurants, the stadium. You walk in there, and when that place gets packed, it is it is just something to see. And you know what? Um, I've heard some people say um, that, that we were completely overmatched. You know, um, uh, <laughs> this might sound crazy. I, uh, there were some things that if they'd have gone our way, it wouldn't have been quite as one-sided. And I know Michigan pulled their starters uh, midway the, the third quarter because, you know, uh, the quarterback certainly is the real deal and, and you know, with the offensive line. But um, we sent a message, I think, to a lot of the fans that were around me, Michigan fans, in the uh, when we had them pinned down their first possession. And I think they believed they were just going to run the ball down our throats. And that run defense, like last year, that East Carolina's got is very stout. I'll tell you, you know, you have to pick your poison. Um, and we decided we were going to stuff the run. And, and by doing that, you brought the linebackers in who played great, but it left the underneath open, you know, 20, 30 yards, as much as 20 to 30 yards downfield, but still. And one thing I was really impressed of uh, uh, I thought that Flynn Garcia, they neither of them looked like they were they were in the headlights, deer in the headlights. They were, 
you know, they were facing something that not many uh, college players face. And uh, and I thought they handled it well. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, the made field goal, if we make the field goal toward the end of the first half, if they miss their 51-yard field goal, if we get a couple of those calls, you know, we're, we're closer than 30-3. to three, But I'm not ashamed. The team did not give up. They kept fighting. And I, I, I didn't like the uh, personal foul penalties that I saw late. But, you know, hopefully that can be corrected. But um, all in all, we're so happy, the group that uh, we came up here with. We're so happy we came. And uh, just a wonderful experience. And, and you know, if, if we never play Michigan again, um, it's not a bad place to come watch a football game, and, and especially in September. But, uh Anyway, uh, I'll hang up, but that was just my two cents worth. And, and, and y'all said it. Why do we come up here uh, to play a team like this? How do we, how do we make $1.8 million elsewhere? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. hard enough, it's hard enough at East Carolina to raise money you know, on fundraisers. And, and certainly we're not going to get it at the gate by bringing someone in because nobody's going to come to Greenville to speak of. They always try to buy it out or something. So, you know, $1.8 million could be the biggest payout we've ever had for a single football game. So that's the reason. And I didn't see any significant injuries. I may be wrong, but everybody looked fairly healthy and and played hard. So uh, I'm very optimistic. More so after after, uh, this weekend and this game, I'm more optimistic about the season than I was before we came. And appreciate your uh, show, guys. Y'all have a good night. All right. There's uh, this is a great microcosm of the fifth quarter, too, guys. We had Philly Al earlier. What's all this optimism? What do we? I don't see anything <laughs> optimistic. And then you have John call in and say, "I'm more optimistic now than I was before the game." We all watch the game with different eyeballs and different perspectives, and that's the great thing about this show. Everybody's got their opinion, and uh, we appreciate all the opinions. Uh, John, glad you. Uh, had a positive experience there saw some awesome pictures and video from folks that were there in ann arbor and we're not gonna have a game like this every year we're not gonna make a trip like this every year john gilbert said as much when he joined us the other day jason you had an interesting comment earlier i think off the air where you said moving forward when if the split continues to divide and get bigger teams like east carolina might have more of an argument at the bargaining table to say uh let's make it two million let's make it 2.2 or 2.4 because you i think your point was these teams are not just going to schedule all power fives because you want to have a good record and, and go to that playoff right correct correct yeah. so, so uh, have a chance to fatten your pockets even more i don't know if you want to <laughs> play these type of games that is yeah. all right uh you want to take a break shirley or you want to get isaac isaac is up in greenville next 317-1250 we got open lines isaac hello Hey, Cliff, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Yeah. I would call this for us a win. We covered the spread, like I said earlier. Uh, good teams win, great teams cover. Great cover by the Pirates. 1-0 and against the spread this year, Isaac. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I am looking. I'm not going to talk a lot about this game because I, I predict this game to be – 44 to 17. That's what that was my prediction. We still cover the spread. They score a lot. We score some. Um, but I mean, other than that, I am looking very forward to Marshall. How about y'all? 
I I don't know if you listen to Pirate Radio during the week. I, I've been calling Marshall the game of the year since the schedule came out. It's a, a true – and, and in, look, if you lose it, your season's not over. you got plenty of time to make up for it and win more games. If you win it, I think it could start some, maybe a little snowball. I think it's that big of a game next week. Yeah. Snowball, more like an avalanche. Yes, sir. If we can win that one, we went on the road the next week at Alp. I mean – who knows where the season can go from there? Yes, sir. I'm with you, Isaac. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, next guy is about to be calling is my buddy Jared. I hope Chandler remembers me. Oh, yeah, also, Chandler, you remember me? <laughs> Chandler, you remember Isaac? Uh, come, on, come on, come on. Isaac, Isaac. Every Wednesday I- at AJ. Oh, okay, yes, I do remember you, Isaac. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. All right, man. I told you to accept my call first time, but, I mean, it's getting through now. But, anyways, um, loving the Pirates this year. I am I, – I kind of see it like I have basketball the last couple of years. Uh, just hoping for, for a fun season. That's what I'm hoping for, a fun season. I think we'll have that. I hope so, anyway. Yeah, I, I think we will, too. I think it's going to be very exciting. Um, overall, I think we're going to have um, some good offensive – play down the road starting next game i believe and if our defense look I, I, defense is what gets folks into a game like because you get loud on defense right when you're on offense you got to be quiet correct if you got defense flying around that gets dowdy a little rowdy and, oh uh, yes be fun in there <laughs> i tell you this it doesn't take much it also doesn't take much to get uh dowdy rowdy yes sir yeah it's going. It's going. We're going to have a good time. I mean, I, I think moving forward, uh, the, the the people that we're going to play against won't be as talented as the team we just saw, and you'll see. We'll we'll start making more plays. Some of those plays that that were just um, you know a five yard gain versus Michigan might turn into a ten to fifteen yard gain versus other guys. I agree. Anything else, Isaac? Um, two things. Two things. All right. And two things too. This is number one. Defense is going to be like it has been for the past, what, I'd say two, three years is going to be our power game. Defense is it. Um, like, so in state last year, we did the same thing on the goal line as we did today. Pushed them back. think it should have been uh, safety, that first, uh, that second play. Well, not second play, the second uh, play of the game. Yeah. yeah. It was close, but he got out. Yeah, it, it was forward progress. I get that, but I would have loved to have the call. Anyways. Um, but also, Pirate Brew, or uh, the, the Pirate Beer, y'all know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, yeah. Uh, yep, found that today. It's really good. So, or if if anybody knows what uh, the Hurricane Brew, the Storm Brew, tastes just like that. It's really good and good for Pirate Tailgates. All right. Thank you, Isaac. <laughs> I appreciate that, Isaac. There's the, got a beer recommendation Inside for us here on the, on the fifth quarter. On the brew skis. Okay. All right. There's Isaac. We got open lines, 317-1250 if you want to jump in. We got more Wings Over Greenville in the back. If you're thinking about what to eat tonight while you watch some great football, Wings Over Greenville will deliver right to your door. Uh, we got more on the way. U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you. 
Vampire Radio Live. Eric uh, has a beer re- recommendation. He says, my favorite kind of beer is beer. <laughs> <laughs> Good recommendation. <laughs> All right, 317-1250. We have three open lines at the moment, and we have Seth in High Point hanging on. Let's go to Seth. Hello, Seth. Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? Uh, first off, I want to say thanks for the call. Um, I have to say shout-out to the Pirates. You know, we did cover the spread. I really, really I have to say I like Team Flynn today. Garcia, tough defense to play against. couple bad calls here and there. But overall, I think Pirates have some great potential going into this season. I think uh, we've all kind of reiterated that throughout the show, that we saw some things that – uh, we are excited about moving forward with this team. What else you got, Seth? You know, honestly, I think, you know, the run game was definitely tough going against one of the better defenses, obviously, on the offensive side. Um, next thing, you know, I mean, we got to just, we got to handle business. We got to go into Marshall with a headstrong game. We got to take care of business. Last time we played Marshall, it was a classic. It looked like a pirate loss until it wasn't. A major uh, comeback a couple years ago in marshall so they'll have revenge on the minds coming in we looked at it a moment ago to see who they play week one they've got an fcs opponent coming up albany yeah coming up six o'clock on espn plus so do a little scouting on them later tonight uh about an hour from now but i uh i hope we get a big crowd Uh, i hope we get an energetic crowd ready to welcome the pirates home and, and get a w Always fun playing, Marshall. Looking forward to it. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, Seth. Thank you, man. Seth in High Point calling in today on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We'll keep the calls rolling. 317-1250. Let's go to Chad in Shalote. Hello, Chad. Hey, hey. I was impressed with the uh, defense today, and I didn't even get nervous with the uh, field goal because I didn't get to watch the second half, but I might have been nervous if I'd been looking <laughs> uh, I, I admit Chandler and I gave kind of a half-hearted high five it was good to get on the board uh missed the one how long do y'all remember how long the one was uh in the first half 50 51 52 50. yeah it was a it was a deep one uh missed that one but did hit the one at the end so yeah we got one out of two yep, yep. well I watched as much as I could but it was uh I thought we did get on defense so that's positive yes sir all, all right. right thank you all right, Chad. Appreciate you calling in. 317-1250. First time tonight we have had uh, open lines, so we have been running through the calls since we kicked this thing off. Uh, make sure that you visit one of Brandon Tate's U.S. Sailor locations and experience the high standard of customer service next to Little Caesars on Charles Boulevard in Greenville in front of Lowe's Home Improvement on Memorial Drive in Greenville, next to Walmart on 10th Street in Greenville and the U.S. Sailor store in the Greenville Mall behind the chick-fil-a uh we've got a moment to run over some uh stats on the ube stat sheet um uh, first of all kevin monroe uh texted about the game b pays brought up tennessee 21 to 7 he said we scored first mark c to mike sellers 1995 1995 i think that was mike sellers uh first touchdown pass of being as a being a pirate, yeah, I let him in the game. I should have had that touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Mark C versus Peyton Manning. Yeah. Did you did y'all know at the time? Like, was there a lot of fanfare about Peyton Manning at that time? Like, did you know 
Yeah. Yeah, that was. He had a name. It was. Yep. You you walked in that stadium and uh, looked in the stands. There were a lot of 16 jerseys. <laughs> and um, Rocky Top was, they were going, man, for sure. Good old Rocky Top. Looking at the UBE stat sheet, quarterback numbers on the day. Not a lot of yards uh, from the passing game. Mason Garcia, 11 of 18, 80 yards interception. Alex Flynn, 6 of 11, 52 yards. Uh, remember before the game on the pregame, uh, we heard uh, somebody had, had said uh, Mason Garcia will be the team's leading rusher. That turned out to be true. Wow. With 36 yards uh, today. Tough going for Rajay. Had a, a long of 16, finished five carries, 22 yards. Marlon Gunn, five carries, 16 yards. Javius Bond, four carries, 16 yards. Flynn had 14 yards rushing as well. Leading receiver, yards-wise, was Javius Bond. Three catches, 31 yards. Jalen Johnson, three for 30. Pirates left some plays out there on the field. I agree with a previous caller. Uh, Jari, I think, will be pretty good. He'll want that one back today. When Alex Flynn threw him, dropped it right in the bucket, uh, dropped that one. Jalen had a chance. We thought he caught a ball on the sidelines, the one they reviewed and called incomplete. And there were some other plays that receivers could have made. And you just hope that that gets cleaned up. Uh, You use the the cliche, Jason, most improvement from week one to week two. That's not just a cliche. You believe that to be true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it's like everything. You know, you're watching this game here, and you got everybody shocked Ohio State and Indiana. That's what it is. But until you get out there and start playing – uh, you never know. So it's a lot of improvement to be done between week one and week two. And uh, that's when most ball clubs are going to see a big, big jump in production. And, uh, and just getting that first game jitters out of the way. All right, 317-1250. We have open line. So if you want to jump in about something, you can do so right now. We'll take a timeout, come back. More U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Marcus Crandall, Jason Nichols here. Back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, Ole Miss cruising over Mercer with about two and a half minutes to go in this game. They lead it 73-2-7. Oregon uh, beating up on Portland State 64-7 in the third quarter. It is Washington 28, Boise State 9 in the second quarter. Wisconsin holding on to a 14-10 lead over Buffalo and they are getting ready to go into halftime. App State has a 14-10 lead over Gardner-Webb. Ohio State holding on to a 10-3 lead over Indiana at the half. Texas leads Rice at the half 16-3. In other sports, in the minor leagues, Connor Norby just hit his 18th home run of the season. An oppo taco for Norfolk, and uh, they leave Worcester one to nothing. And in wrestling news, uh, this just came out a little bit ago. Uh, AEW has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements for CM Punk, and apparently it's due to some sort of incident that took place in London on Sunday. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. There's no cover during the week, and ladies are in free every Friday and Saturday before 10 o'clock. Visit the BuccaneerMusicHall.com for a complete schedule of live events. See and be seen at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, Charlie. I, 
You know, I was thinking of half-jokingly adding that to the sports report because... Did you see the press release? It is big wrestling news. CM Punk uh, released from AEW. I don't know if we have any crossover listeners that are wrestling fans as well, but I did see that today. Yeah, it says uh, the termination follows a week-long internal investigation of an incident that took place backstage in uh, London on August 27th. Following the investigation... uh, the I guess it's the AEW Discipline Committee uh, spoke with legal counsel and they made a unanimous recommendation to the CEO to terminate CM Punk's uh, contract. So, well, he got into it with Jack Perry. Do you know who that is? No, I do not. That's the son of Luke Perry. He was on 90210 back Oh, I did not know that there Luke Perry had a son, to there be honest go. with you. And he's a wrestler. All right. Marcus and Jason don't look too interested in this, so we'll move on. <laughs> Who's your all-time favorite wrestler? You guys watch it back in the day when you were kids or anything? I did, man. I did. Who you like, Marcus? I had a lot. Ultimate of, Warrior I, or something? I liked... Uh, oh, man. That was a good one. <laughs> but I liked uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, of course. yeah. Um, I like the uh, Road Warriors. Okay, Those now we're talking. Well, there yeah. you go. Road Warrior, Hawk, and Animal. Yeah. All right, 317-1250 if you want to jump in. We have open lines right now. Uh, we are here on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Uh, you guys have made points to let's clean some stuff up week one to week two. Let's get specific on that. Marcus, what do you want to see improved upon from today uh, next week when the Pirates face Marshall? Offensively, I would like to actually see um, see us work to our advantage as far as using it, utilizing the quarterback's um, athletic ability. Um, you know, I think uh, it looked like we operated better from a spread standpoint as far as offensively, whether it was two by two, meaning two receivers right, two receivers left, or uh, empty, and uh, which uh, kind of cleans the pocket up or cleans the, the box up meaning the guys up front, the offensive line, D-line, and the linebackers. It cleans that picture up for the quarterback and the offensive line. And so uh, you, it just uh, – I think it gives us the best opportunity. And I think we could have been more effective uh, doing that a little bit more today than because we did, and uh, those guys uh, were very effective in doing that. Uh, if we do that more next week offensively, I think we'll be better. Defensively, I think we definitely have to uh, – we were good against the run. But we have to be uh, better versus the play action. Yeah. So once we recognize it's play action, we have to get back and uh, get in those zones as far as the throwing lanes. Well, one thing I picked up watching the game uh, with Jason Nichols today, he's a big fan of the empty set. You like that, Jason? I do. I do. I think uh, one of the best things we did when I was with Ty Berry was getting into empty. And I thought what that did is, one, it did clear the look up for the quarterback. And it kind of tells you what the defense is going to do because you can only do so much out of empty. You can try to zone pressure empty if you want to, but you'll leave a lot of gaps open for guys to get into. So they either have to be able to play zone or man you up and bring it. And so uh, I do like empty a lot. All right, uh, 317-1250. Got a couple of callers on, which means we have a couple of open lines. Let's go to Mike in Greenville. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's up, gang? How's it going? What's up, buddy? Uh, Fearful of not missing a name or missing a name so i'll just say thank you to the pirate radio team for the awesome kickoff party on thursday night uh always a hit enjoyed it uh top notch top notch production as always so kudos to you guys for that uh i cannot believe that norby uh hasn't gotten the call up for those with the uh expanded rosters uh but again again this is the fifth quarter calling show so let's jump one of the problems is the o's are too good mike if, if they were a little worse maybe he would 
Well, I understand, but even even with you know the expanded rosters, you think yeah. he's him a shot as well as he's performing. Uh, I thought ECU had a chance to come out with two victories today, and, and I think they did. Number one, they covered the spread, and number two, they're coming back pretty much healthy. Uh, so I'm sure that's already been said earlier, but I, I do think for them to be able to come back uh, relatively healthy um, is a is a good thing for them going forward. Uh, I thought we were done talking about quarterbacks when Holton left, uh, but I guess not. It still seems to be a topic. I would like to think that uh, Mason, one of two things, maybe he didn't do enough during the spring to separate himself number as n- number one, or Flynn uh, elevated his production to, to be in that conversation. I would like to think it's the latter of the two, uh, and I'm not going to use today's game as a barometer. Uh, we'll certainly see going forward. Uh, who it's going to be, but personally, I feel confident with either one of them under center. Uh, Flynn did look a little more poised early, and Mason looked like he settled down late. Uh, so, looking forward to it. I don't think either one of them under center is a problem, and and looking forward to next week to really get a judge of where we're at as a football team. All right, that was a great level-headed call. So, no way this is Mike Ward. This has got to be a different Mike, right? <laughs> I'm not watching the Mets games, but... <laughs> Good call, Mike. Good stuff, man. I uh, appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right. Uh, yeah, Alex Flynn was that net that just wouldn't go away, I guess, in camp. And we saw why today, I think. And, and yeah, we're always going to talk about quarterbacks. You quarterbacks, Marcus, always have to have the spotlight and all the attention. It's going to be that way to the end of time. Yeah, always, 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 always. The number one. And, look, it's uh, the most important position it's on your team. It's the most out of the position, and uh, they get all the praise. They get all the criticism yes sir right. no doubt all or, right or it starts anyway 317-1250 if you want to jump in you can do so now Jarrett is up in greenville hey Jarrett. hey man how's it going all right how are you i'm doing pretty good i don't really have much to say about the game that hasn't been said already i, I defense looked pretty good tackling was i mean decent for who we were playing quarterback position has me a little concerned but uh the main thing of this call is uh with you clip i think you kind of screwed us with this game you jinxed us how's that uh the steiner math promo you know good and hell well scott steiner did not beat samoa joe at sacrifice 2008 this is a good <laughs> promo great performance but uh, i feel like you got a little bit ahead of yourself there wow you know what this one's on me guys <laughs> you connected the dots you did the math jared and you're right and i apologize you're taking accountability for that? Yeah. I, look, right. it, it takes a leader to step up and say, I I am the reason we lost, and I am that leader. All right. I like that. Yeah. Anything else, Jared? No, it's very big of you. I appreciate you taking responsibility. Shirley. I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Shirley, hit Tommy Tuberville for Jared on the way out real quick, <laughs> if you don't mind. I got a message for you, Jared. You want to call in and blame me? Go to hell! There you go. That's for you, Jared. Three one seven twelve fifty. If you want to jump in, uh, you can do so. Uh, Jared, or was it Mike? It was. I think it was Jared. Brought up a point. I thought the tackling was pretty good today. Uh, they broke a few, of course, but uh, we made a lot of open field tackles for week one. I was impressed by that. Yeah, that's a good good sign. You know, because those those guys are, are really good good ball carriers. So. Um, you know, I don't know if you'll tackle anybody the rest of the year. That'll be on those guys' caliber. So uh, that was good. Good sign for the defense moving forward. No doubt. All right, 317-1250. If you want to jump in, we'll take a timeout, come back. We'll have our Brown and Wood drive of the game. Won't be difficult to pick one today. Hopefully we score a lot next week, and 
we can have a long discussion about it but i think we got our scenario down today we'll do that and take more of your calls 317-1250 back with you on the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show after this You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you. 317-1250 the number. We got some open lines. Second half underway for Indiana and Ohio State with the Buckeyes up 10-3 on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. All right, 317-1250, three open lines. We are getting close to last call for your call, so if you want to jump in, now's the time to do so. And we've got Taylor up in Grimesland. Hey, Taylor. Hey, what's up, guys? How are y'all? Doing good. How are you? Good, good man. I just wanted to get into that quarterback conversation. I've been chatting a little bit, and I, I had to scratch the itch. I just couldn't hold off anymore, so I gave you guys a call. But um, I want to get your guys' take on it as well, but I mean – just looking at these two guys going into the big house, I mean, they were under an uh, incredible amount of pressure. And so, I, I mean, back to everybody else's call, I don't feel like you get a really good sense of, of what we got. I thought Flynn was, did an incredible job, right? But, you know, with Mason being a year younger, having more eligibility, don't you have to sort of saddle up on that horse and, and, and ride it? And, and I, could, I, don't, I don't question uh, the coaches decision-making to put Flint in just because of the situation, see how it responds. But at the end of the day, I think Mason's your future. I mean, the upside is undisputable. I mean, the arm, the wheels, I mean, high, higher recruit, much higher recruit, the investments there. So my point is, is this two-quarterback situation is just – it's okay, I guess, for some. But I don't think it's the right move, and I certainly don't think it's the right time to make that call this early in the season your thoughts my thoughts are coaches lie all the time would go out and interview jason nichols and he just lie right in my face wouldn't tell because they keep everything close to the vest i'm starting to think that mike houston was honest all fall camp when he said that we got two quarterbacks we think can win like i thought it was coach speak and i think after today you have to truly believe what he says and they they think that Flynn is as good, if not better, than Mason Garcia, and they do different things. And right now, it's too close to call, I guess, for him. I mean, what do y'all's opinion? What's y'all's opinion on it? Man, you know, when you watch today's game, and and when you're sitting in Mike Houston's spot too, you you, you got to win now. It's no like let's this guy's gonna be the future. Let's do this, do this, do that. You gotta you gotta be prepared to win right now. Um, and I think what he's done is, is actually what you just said. He was truthful. Nothing that any one of those quarterbacks did today separated themselves when I'm watching the game. They both did some good things. Uh, nobody was more dynamic running the ball. Nobody was more dynamic throwing the football. They both kind of did the same thing. And that's the quandary we're in right now, right? I mean, who would – who would besides, okay, we're saying we know what Mason's uh, ability may be. But you don't play people because of what their ability may be. You got to play people by what they're doing right now. Because if you play people off of ability alone, you get fired. Right. No, no, that's valid. Super valid. And and honestly, I probably haven't been, been following nearly as close as you guys have. It's just just outside looking in and just knowing the history of, of Garcia. I just feel like, like I said, to your point, 
you can't you got to win now the the, the the ability is the upside i guess on on mason is just um head and shoulders above flynn but at the same time you look at the tape today and that there's there's two different stories there so i think there's valid points there so that's my comment. I just I, the two quarterback system is just uh, it's <laughs> Taylor just can't get down with the two quarterbacks. No, and let me tell you this, Taylor. You know when Mason Garcia played better, he played better when he entered back into the game. He got a chance to yeah. come over to the sideline, probably calm down, settle down, and see how things was going. And he came back into the game in the second half, and he looked like a much different quarterback with his composure. And, then, and I think, and I, like I said, playing in Conway, South Carolina, um, and playing in ECU, and then you know, going into the big house. I think, I mean, I think you guys obviously have played at higher levels than I have, but you guys, I mean, there's got to be a, 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 you know, a way on that, or there's got that's got to be weighed in. And then to your point, once he got settled in, probably had a talking to. Seemed like a much better quarterback second half, in my opinion. Correct. And we, yeah. we got to see the arm talent on a few throws. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, that excites you. So, And then uh, the thing with Flynn, I think um, you got to give him some credit because he's saying, I'm not just going to give this job away. No right? doubt. I'm, I'm competing for this spot. I believe I can uh, play at this level and uh, for this team. And so what I, what I saw today was something that um, Coach Houston uh, mentioned during the offseason in, in regard, or during camp, I believe, when he talked about the progression of or, or the maturity that uh, Flynn has, uh, has has taken on in regards to, you know, the weight room and all those things to get bigger, stronger, um, watching film and all those things to try and get better with his reads and being quicker with those things. I think that's what he displayed today. And he came out and he had the opportunity to see it on the sidelines first and then enter the game and then uh, showcase his skills that way. So good, good job on him and making it tough. Uh, for uh, for the coaches to make a, a decision on who's number one, Taylor, I'm gonna make a challenge to you. I'm gonna ask you to uh, root for both quarterbacks, whoever's in the game for the Pirates. Of course, of course. <laughs> absolutely. We just want to win, no doubt, baby. I looked in the when I looked in the huddle, and I'll, I'll leave you guys. I'm talking too much, but when I looked in the huddle when Flynn came in, you could tell those guys were behind him, and it, there wasn't any like, you know, like oh, this is not our guy. I mean, yeah. he commanded that huddle. Those guys were fired up for him. They played hard. So, I mean, hey, I guess, you know, maybe two quarterbacks is better than just having one. Uh, because if somebody gets hurt, obviously we got a pretty good uh, second man. So, yeah. anyway, guys, um, great, great talking to you. Great show. Appreciate the time and uh, go fire it. Thank you, Taylor. Uh, call in next week. Uh, I will say we got the best backup quarterback in the league. <laughs> Whoever our backup is, Absolutely. probably better than the other team's backup. So there's a positive for you. It is. It really is. All right. Uh, tell you what, we'll have our Brown and Wood drive the game when we return. Last call for your calls. Look, I enjoy talking to y'all and hanging out with you, but I got to get the hell up out of here. <laughs> been here at Shirley. Roll, we've been rolling in before 8 o'clock. So it's about time to get on out of here. But. We'll take more of your calls if you call in 317-1250. Back with you on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. 
Now, with the Pirate Radio Scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, it is uh, 74-7. That is the score of uh, 15th-ranked Oregon against Portland State. They are just starting the uh, fourth quarter there. At the half, it is Washington 28, Boise State 12. Wisconsin still holding on to that 14-10 lead over Buffalo in the third quarter. Appalachian State is now trailing Gardner-Webb 24-21 in the third quarter. Ohio State still holding on to that 10-3 lead over Indiana. They are in the third quarter. Texas leads Rice 23-3 in the third quarter. And Notre Dame not having a problem with Tennessee State so far. They lead it 35-3 in the third quarter. And Auburn leads UMass 45-7 in the third quarter. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates and Eastern North Carolina with live music seven days a week. There's no cover during the week, and ladies are in free every Friday and Saturday before 10 o'clock. Come and watch your favorite sports at the Buck on the largest 4K TV, and visit thebuccaneermusichall.com for a complete schedule of live events, and uh, see and be seen at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame calling show. Here's Cliff. All right. I have a trivia oh, question. Oh, Buck, by the way. Dub Buck, I have a trivia question. She mentioned Notre Dame and Tennessee State. What former NFL running back is the head coach? Eddie George. Eddie George. Oh, good. That a boy, Jaden. Hey, you need to come out to AJ's Wednesday night, play some sports <laughs> trivia. Sports. He was on that quick. He was a good yes. one. Eddie George. All right. Uh, we got a couple of calls. We'll get to our Brown and Wood drive of the game coming up in a moment. Chandler, you're young and foolish and happy. Do you have enough energy to make it to the buck tonight, or are you going home after the fifth, uh, fifth quarter? I might go home to rest, but these Celsius are helping me out. <laughs> He's all jacked up these, on Celsius. These Celsius, I'm, I'm actually shaking holy <laughs> right like, now. I thought I was playing. <laughs> I, need to go. I need to go outside. Earlier, Jason had his first one, and his eyes like popped. He was like, I love, I love when I you think add, I like this. I like when you I'm a add, believer. When you asked Jason earlier, you said, how is it? He said, it feels good <laughs> when it hits your lips. Yes. By the way, not alcoholic, folks. Just a not an energy drink. No sugar. But yeah, it's uh, good stuff. Wow. All right, Jr. Hang on. Let's go to uh, Marsha in Davidson County. Hey, Marsha. No, it's Davidson, North Carolina. Marsha in Davidson, North Carolina. Hello, Marsha. Listen, I drank a half of a Celsius before lunch one day, and I literally could not go to sleep. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. It works. Uh, I'm just excited. Um, You know, who would have thought we would be in Michigan? I've been a pirate a long time, and um, I just feel like that our guys are um, ready for the challenge. You know, Uh, my daughter and I had um, had the privilege of being at the ladies' clinic last year with Mason Garcia, and he is a superb guy. But this Flynn is going to give him a run for his money, I I feel like. I felt like today our defense did tremendous. So that's all i got to say. All right. Thank you, Marcia. Uh, I've heard the same about Mason. I've uh, interviewed Alex here, uh, both very nice, respectable young men, and uh, I'm rooting for them both. And hope that uh, – I was saying off the air about this quarterback thing too. It's not like 
they both played bad and that's why mike houston took out mason garcia and that's why he took out flynn and put him back in uh he wanted to see what both of them had and both of them uh look good at times both of them have things to work on uh but i'm excited moving forward with these guys that was the plan going into the game and he stuck to the plan yeah he, he did what he said he was going to do um as a fan um some people like it some people don't but yeah. um that that's that's what they were faced or that's what they are faced with uh and they kind of they they've seen it all camp right they've seen uh flynn grow into the person that we saw today out there on the field and so um he deserved a chance to get that opportunity and um, he did well overall jason uh i think you talked about this where you uh at a previous stop did this but uh dawn on facebook said coach logan used to take the starting quarterback out put them back in after watching a little bit of the game to get a feel for what was going on you did that at a stop with a former ecu coach too right yeah, coach we, barry we did that with coach barry yeah i thought that was genius because where we are right now you know everything that everybody's complaining about really boils down to you know mason garcia don't have much playing experience and uh, i thought when we did that with todd barry it gave our backup quarterback an opportunity to go into the game and actually play one series and it gave him valuable experience throughout the season and it prepared you in case you lose your quarterback your backup now has an opportunity to go out there and operate because he's been playing in the football game all right 317-1250 jr might be closing us up jr is in aiden hello jr hey how you doing good how are you look uh am i on now you are on and live. <laughs> we hear you. Okay. okay, well, look, I'm old time. I, I'm 75. I just celebrated my birthday last week. Happy well, birthday, happy JR. Birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. Look, uh, to all these young whippersnappers that been calling me in and complaining, uh, they don't remember the history of East Carolina football and how we got where we were. We, back in the 80s, we had Pat Dye. We would play anybody, anywhere on that field. And we not we never got the calls. We played all the ACC teams. We played Miami, Florida State. We played the team that was in the top twenty programs to get where we are today. And I much rather lose to a Michigan than beat a beat a uh, a Division One AA school. So so I feel that the program is heading the right direction. The only thing when you get old, you hate changes, and I hate the way football is headed because all these schools. Uh, Joined ACC from where I'm on the West Coast don't make no sense at all. But in order to compete, you got to play the best. And and the other thing I want to add to you, uh, I, in the past, the way we had it, you would play the junior quarterback over the sophomore, and he would wait for his turn. But them days are gone. Uh, if Garcia, if we don't play him, somebody's going to get him. Somebody's going to recruit him before he ever gets to play a junior senior year at East Carolina. So you got to keep stuff like that in mind. If he's if he's performed better in high school and rated rated higher in the rate than when he come out of high school, then you got to go with him first. Unless he get hurt, not knocking the junior, but he's done a good job, and uh, we can use him. We can use him when the situation arises. But right now, I, I would go with I would go with the best quarterback with the best arm. And that seemed to be Garcia. And I, I hang up there and listen to what you got to say about it. Thank you, sir. JR, good stuff, man. 75 and going strong. Thanks for tuning in and for giving us a call today on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call In Show. Um, I, hey, look, I'm, I'm not quite as old as you, and I don't like these changes either. I'll just throw that out there about the way college football, college athletics are. As far as the quarterbacks go, I, I guess he's saying you got to go with Garcia now. Is that his point? 
Uh, yeah, I think he's basing off, as you mentioned, uh, he, he said that Garcia was a great quarterback in high school, and uh, you see what he can do as far as his arm strength and uh, his mobility and all those things. And, uh, and I think what he's saying is that coming into, you know, uh, he, he's been there and been behind Holton, and so he deserves that opportunity to, to go and take the reins first and go from there and uh, let Alex um, sit back and wait. I asked Alex Flynn, it's an uncomfortable question, and I asked him when he was sitting right there in that chair, Marcus, you know, why why didn't you transfer? Like, it's so easy to do that these days. Yeah. And I asked that from the perspective of you had to wait behind Holton and Mason Garcia, and you're likely going to be waiting behind Garcia this year. Uh, but he talked about, you know, loyalty. He talked about his teammates. And also, he, he thought he was going to play some football for ECU this year. I mean, that's why he's here. And uh, and he believed in himself. Apparently, the coaches believe in him as well, just like they do Mason. So, uh, man, uh, the, the question of who is our quarterback goes on another week and might go on all season because we might have two at this point. It's uh, That's the way it looks right now, anyway. It, it really does, and uh, again, congrats to um, Alex in regards to that, and um, you know, not transferring, yeah, and um, standing up and, and wanting to compete for the opportunity, and um, and again, like I, I think uh, what he did out there today uh, kind of showed what he has done over the off season as far as getting ready and preparing for today. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. Bart wants to get in before we get out of here. He is in Union County. Hello, Bart. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? I'll just uh, piggyback off what we just said. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say this, and then I'll uh, listen to your comments off the air. <clears throat> Don't allow uh, Garcia to become the next Gardner Minshew. <clears throat> Meaning get away and go go be a star somewhere else? Exactly, yeah. Okay. All right, thanks, but, guys. Go Pirates. All right, there you hey, go. That, that could be hindsight, though, right? I mean, either one of these guys. You could let, um, say, he didn't transfer this year, but if we let Mason be the guy this year and then Alex goes and he goes and be the star. Look, Mike Houston is, as Jason said it earlier, Mike Houston's trying to win right now. That's right. He, he's not. If that's putting Flynn in, if that's putting Garcia in, if that's using both, he's trying to win now. You have to balance feelings to some degree as a coach. Am I right, Jason? Am I right, Marcus? You got to know how to handle each individual and make tough calls and situations. But at the end of the day, you're going to play the guy that's going to give you that W. Because Mike Houston, uh, to be honest, his goal is probably not to coach at East Carolina forever. It's probably to go on to somewhere else. How does he do that? Win ball games, win championships. That's what he's trying to do here. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. He's going to play the best guys that he think can get the job done. And um, you got the, the top guy will rise to the top, as they say. And, um, you know, it's, it's a good battle. We got Randolph checking in from Studio B. He says, I thought special teams looked good today. Uh, the, the punt, I, I guess that, that was the plan. Hey, let's kick a line drive and let it bounce and uh, get that punter's roll. I love talking special teams. Chandler. Chandler's here. <laughs> now, now he's back on. Yeah. I, love hey. I love the special teams hey. talk now. He's Chandler. up over there, too. Hey, I was starting to worry about the Celsius at <laughs> a little bit. Give us the new, sudden, blue, the new blue post-game report. How did special teams go today, Chandler? Man, I mean, I remember that first punt. As soon as it left the toe of uh, Archer trafford i thought to myself oh no because i mean i I hate to bring up a former pirate 
But you remember Matt Dodge had a line drive punt to Deshaun Jackson ended up they, they that, ended up paying the lost price. His career in the um, NFL. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, all right, they have good returners. Let's not do that. But they were line drives. But as soon as it hit the turf, it was making good. I mean, it was just hitting the turf at the right moment. And uh, that first one pinned them back into what at the five four yard line. Yes. Got defense got to stand there. Um, there was a couple times where there was a line drive, uh, and and the ball ended up rolling. And uh, we talked about field position in the pregame, and actually all week long with different guys on Pirate Radio Live. But, yeah. um, and another thing, too, I guess in the return game, maybe on some punts and stuff like that, we talked about tackling a while ago. I felt like open field tackling was great on, on the return game. So, um, And it was obviously great to get the, the kick to go and have your kicker have some confidence going into next week's game. So uh, when it comes to special teams, especially that punt team, uh, it was great to see them kind of flip the field there uh, and try to pin them back. All right, let's get to our Brown and Wood Drive of the Game, brought to you by Brown and Wood, serving the Pirate Nation in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Brown and Wood, your number one dealership in Greenville. Brown and Wood on Greenville Boulevard in Greenville, online, brownandwoodauto.com. Guys, today we're going to go with the scoring drive. As the horn sound, the final whistle, 10-play drive that started at ECU's 28 and ended on the Michigan 16, and it ended with an Andrew Conrad 33-yard field goal to put the Pirates on the board. We are still waiting for that first touchdown of the East Carolina season. I'm going to say it comes next week against Marshall, hopefully early in that game, but that'll be the Brown and Wood drive of the game for today's loss to the Wolverines. All right, Marcus Crandall, your final words on uh, what you saw today and, and what you experienced today. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm excited for next week. I'm excited for the season. Um, uh, given the situation, I think uh, the coaching staff is handling it the best way they can, the best way they see fit. And, uh, and for us as Pirate fans and and, uh, and uh, former players and all of that uh, to give us a chance to win the football game. And uh, that, that's what I'm looking forward to, putting the best product out there on the field. And if, if, it's, if it's a two-quarterback system, it is what it is. But I, I think uh, overall as a team – offense defense special teams i think uh, next week we're gonna come out here and, and do better jason Especially at home jason you're uh wrap it up here what you got today yeah really excited defense played well today i know the scoreboard was was 30 to 3 but uh i thought they did a, a, a real good job of really containing michigan overall um we got some things we got to improve offensively but i think that will naturally happen on the offensive side uh, as we continue to get into the, the schedule. And uh, we won't see a, a defensive front as big as what we saw today. And so I think some of that will take care of itself from an offensive perspective. Uh, we do got to be able to um, make some more explosion plays. You know, the name of the game is create explosion plays. Offensively, we didn't create enough explosion plays today to give ourselves a chance to win that game. All right, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is okay, by the way. He just scored yes, a touchdown for Ohio State. Uh, Marcus, Jason, I grew up watching you guys, rooting for you guys. Now I get to talk football with you. It's awesome. Uh, you guys were great today. Loved uh, the, the watch party and just hearing y'all talk football was awesome. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, pregame and postgame. Shirley Rhodes, you're the queen. 
um jason and marcus got to see what happens when we need like something fixed around here they got <laughs> go to to shirley <laughs> call call shirley, go shirley and we're good to go it was surfing shirley uh, yes uh <laughs> shirley like she was on a jungle gym in here bouncing around uh chan man good stuff buddy all day long thanks to joey big dog ellerby and jenny who are uh, on location in ann arbor and thanks to all of you guys uh for tuning in today calling in great week one we won our day here unfortunately the pirates lost but we got 11 more to go we're gonna get some wins on the field later on this season for the crew here at pirate radio i am clip rock we will see you next saturday 12 noon on the bud light pregame tailgate and after ecu marshall will be the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show we'll talk to you next week you have been listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football, exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.